What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. My my God, guys, you guys are going to have a blast tonight. This is going to be one of the funnest, funniest, and craziest episodes I've ever been a part of. And just to get you a, a, an idea, we got four of the Magables here together to, with you guys to do a stream. We're going to be having such a great time here, guys. We got me, Ray Studios, Stephen Ignoramus, Carlos Barantis, and Might Be Wrong. We are four of the Magables. There's way more of us, but this is the four of us I, I could get tonight. And we are going to have one of the best streams that you guys can ever imagine. It's going to be fun. Uh, how are you guys doing? Great. I feel pressure. Hanging out. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is cool, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, th there was a couple others I tried to get, but um, their schedules just didn't work out. So I just had to settle with what we have right here. But yeah, yeah you're I, set. This I, is yeah, this I'm is the B slot, huh? Yeah, you settled <laughs> for mediocrity. That's right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. That I I have no actually no rebuttal to that. I I can't make mm. an argument against that. So yeah, mm. but yeah, this like there's a reason I got all these guys together because we're all very like um. Let's just say let's be honest. We're all in the very much the Christian realm of things, and. There's a lot of things that have been going on recently that we need, we as Christians, we need to get together and talk and have more discussions with each other on this. Mm. Like, I'm, I know, I already know this. I haven't, I didn't talk to any of you guys about this beforehand, but there is actually some disagreement. I know with, with what's going on right now, some things going on with Israel, particularly like there, some of you guys will have a little different opinion from, from the other. I just know that, but I wanted to get all you guys together to like, um, so we can, find some common ground somewhere to meet in the middle because i know because might be wrong and carlos you guys were in a twitter space i did one time and you guys had some disagreements on the israel topic and i and i thought um we we, we should get you guys together again so you can like ha like um see where you guys will align more and also i think steven would give a great perspective to, to add a little spice into there mm. yeah why well, yes yeah, last time you had me on, you're like, okay, Stephen like thinks all Jews are to blame. <laughs> and I kind of flipped out on you, so I'll try no, to that was two, like two times ago, two times ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's seared <laughs> in my memory. You know, it's it was so it was so, it was so traumatic. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, guys, like um, particularly what I want to talk to you about with the Israel thing is um the continuing the continuous funding that we are giving them and Ukraine as a whole, and like um. And I know, Stephen, you're going to want to be the first one to talk about this. So I'm going to give the floor to you first. So you just want my take on the on the funding of these yes. other countries? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I basically think it's treason. I, I think that it's not in our best interests to fund other countries, certainly not uh, wars. Uh, you know, I don't know what I would call a, mor a moral war these days. I basically op oppose all of the American wars of the last hundred years or so. And I think that these are I, I basically think that there's so much dual, dual loyalty going on. There's so many for, so much foreign influence on our uh, society that these people that are passing these bills are basically traitors to our country. Same thing with with those that support um, uh, untethered uh, immigration, whether it be legal or illegal. Uh, I know that's not the issue you're talking about, but um, Ukraine and Israel in particular I mean that if, if it was other countries, I also wouldn't have. Uh, I, sorry, I, I would have a problem with funding the these wars, um, but especially countries that aren't Christian and 
don't uh, scratch our back in any way. Basically, I just oppose uh, giving them a, a cent at all. So that's my initial take. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? I think a lot of valid points there. I think, I think, I, I think we should start with you know. I guess in my lifetime, I think Bush Jr. and Bush Sr. did a really bad thing. They they damaged us on a world scale, getting us involved, lying to the American people, getting us involved in a foreign war that really we shouldn't have been involved in. And that's been a carryover since then, at least in my eyes. And I got suckered into it because I was about to sign up after 9-11. My mm. parents actually talked me out of it because my oldest son was only like not even two yet when it happened. And they were like, listen, if you die out there, what happens to your kid? So, but I was so filled with uh, rage and, um, you know, I wanted revenge. I wanted to strike back. And I was believing everything that these guys were telling me, weapons of mass destruction, the whole nine, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out, right? That was all just one big giant lie. For what? For why? I don't know. You know, we can speculate. We can get into conspiracy theories, oil, this, whatever the case may be. But the fruit of it or the, the reality is that it, it, it was all a facade. And now that's carried over into what we're seeing here. Now, if you are not a Christian, I totally understand you not wanting to get involved, specifically with the Israel stuff, right? You don't want to get involved in any wars. And I respect that. And I don't want to get involved in any wars either. I don't think we should be policing the world. So if you're not a Christian, I get that. But if you are a Christian, to turn your back on Israel in any which way actually gives into biblical prophecy that at, at, one, at some point, when Israel gets into its final battles, the Bible says that it's going to stand alone. It's not going to have any allies to support it. And so I've always came to the conclusion where there's only two possibilities. Either A, the United States has turned its back on Israel, and that's not good. Because you got to keep in mind, from a biblical standpoint, America isn't even mentioned. God's land is Israel. That's definitive. Ba and there's no Babylon's mentioned. I'm sorry? Babylon. I said Babylon's mentioned. You say the America's not mentioned. <laughs> You're right. They're, in the book of Revelation, when I read Babylon, I'm like, is that the United States? Is that metaphor for the United States? You're, you're, you're right there. But but again, it doesn't mention it. And then and then the, the other possibility is that, A, we have fallen as a country and we can't come to the aid of Israel to defend it. Right. Neither one boasts well if you look at it as a whole. So that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Uh, but you might be wrong. So, I mean, I'm I'm about as anti-war as you can get. Um, and this is coming from a background of being very uh, steeped into the right wing and the GOP thing. And what Carlos was mentioning about HWNW is exactly right. And one of the things that really moved me on the issue of war is when you start looking at actual information, not watching mainstream, but actual actual information, documentation, statistics. And one of the things that really uh, woke me up to war was, you know, there is no organization on the planet that has killed more Christians than the United States military. There were around a million Christians in Iraq before Iraq War II. And now there is around 100,000 Christians in Iraq. And some of that is to them being killed. And some of that is to them leaving. But it is a uh, kind of an ignorant view of the Middle East that leaves Christians in the West, assuming that like they look at this map, if they look at a map, and it's just, oh, these are just all these brown countries, so they're all Muslim. 
and it's actually incorrect. There's a lot of Christians. Christianity obviously originated in Israel. Uh, Christianity migrated to Ethiopia. It expanded all over the Middle East before it ever got to Europe and obviously the West. And so for me, when it comes to all the war propaganda, it just doesn't work on me anymore because I know what you've done. I know you don't really care about Christians. I know you don't because you murdered them. You murdered them, you know, and you and you tricked Christians. This is my soapbox thing. I won't be on it too long. <laughs> you tricked Christians in their churches to send their sons off to fight in these wars by believing that they were doing a holy and righteous act. And you manipulated otherwise good young men into doing things that were actually evil at the end of it. And so I have a huge issue with that. As far as Ukraine goes, I mean, all these other wars are just it's ways to funnel money. It comes down to money most of the time. You know, mm -hmm. the whole reason we allow the war in Yemen to continue and we've contributed to it is because we want to keep the petrol dollar to be the U.S. dollar. So we're scared of Saudi Arabia. So we allow them to murder people in Yemen. And I know Stephen don't really like when you speak, say it like it's murder because it's war. But but those are the terms I use. Um, yeah. I don't I'm mind little, you being wrong. That's all right. I'm a little Wilberty and it's I'm OK <laughs> with it. So, you know, what I mean, so all of those other wars come down to money. I do think a lot of the stuff with Israel comes down more to power than money, influence rather than money. And. I, as a Christian, I know that I cannot support immoral actions and the actions of Israel right now militarily are immoral. And well, however righteous they may have been on October 8th, they weren't by October 9th. And now we are far beyond that. And I can't I can't justify it. We could get into all the theology of who real Israel is and all that, but as far as if we're just talking about the war side of things, I think it's I think it's uh, not very Christ-like to support um, just children being <laughs> bombed, left homeless, hospitals being bombed, all this other stuff. So that's where I am on that Israel war. We can get into the, the theological side of it if you want to. I have no problem yeah. with that, but you know, yeah, anyway. we can get into that. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, we can get into that idea of what actually is Israel. Like, um, me personally, I'm still relatively new to this, so I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on, on this. I mean, I've learned from talking and listening to other people. And, um, from what I can tell you three are the, you know, more, way more than me on this. So maybe you guys can like explain to me, like, um, what you guys think Israel really is. Well, I mean, I would love to get into that because I to you know might be wrong is schooled me on this stuff a lot. Um, I just don't think you know, Carlos. A couple minutes ago, you you floated. There's just there's two different options. There's basically we you know we have turned away from Israel. I don't remember the 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 second thing you said, but my point is that there are more than two options. One of them is it's maybe more complicated than na national Israel now is simply the Israel of the Bible to me that to me is not a slam dunk case I don't have my full theology or full I don't you know obviously I'm not God I don't know all the all the scripture and I think that it's a big presupposition it's a big assumption to just say that this country is the 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 Israel of the Bible and it honestly it requires some extra biblical study because 
you know, the presuppositions come from the last 100 years of of history, which obviously the Bible was written much more than 100 years ago. So it's not just a slam dunk to me that this country is the Israel of the Bible. I mean, these are not even the Jews. I mean, the, the Jews, I mean, the, some of them are, but the Jews from the Bible is the, is the Southern kingdom. And it, I don't know, like it, it, it just isn't a slam dunk to me. And I think that's one of the, the traps of, of this society is that everyone's just convinced that the Jews are the Jews of the Bible and that Israel is the Israel of the Bible. Then they go way past that and say the scriptures based on them, but there's many verses in the Bible about how, you know, Christians have been grafted in and non-believing Jews. I actually don't think they are God's chosen people. I think that believing Jews are, and that, that people, the seed of Abraham is people that put their faith in Jesus Christ. And to be a Jew in this day and age is the polar opposite of that. It's to deny Christ. So that's my thought um, on, on that. It's just not a slam dunk to me that the, that Israel of the Bible is this Israel. Hmm. Uh, you can go next, Carlos. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So um, in the reference that I was talking about, though, I'm talking about future tense book of revelation where Israel is being attacked by multiple countries and it stands alone, right? So I'm talking about future future tense. So that was one thing. The second part is that I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not sure what you mean by the modern day Israel is not the same Israel as the Bible. Maybe because of expansion, decrease, being taken over by multiple countries and multiple points of history. We know during, for instance, the reign of King Solomon. King Solomon was able to expand the actual land of Israel far beyond what it originally started. So, yeah, there's going to be moments where it passes a certain part, then it condensed because it got taken over and then so on yeah. and so forth. So the graphic of it, yeah, absolutely changed. Uh, well, I don't actually do not mean the land. I mean the people. I mean, well, okay, like, but, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even mean the geography. I mean the people group itself. That's That's what I mean whenever I say nation. That's what I mean. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then the people itself, I mean, it's no surprise that we have that the Jews reject, um, you know, Jesus Christ. That's that's biblical. That's prophesied. That You can find that, if I'm not mistaken, in the book of Psalms, where due to their rejection of the Messiah, it allows then us Gentiles, because we're all Gentiles, none of us are Jews, to then have, have the ability to uh, have communion with Christ, right? The the rejection of God's chosen people allows then for God to extend to the Gentiles. That's that's prophecy. So the fact that they are rejecting Jesus Christ to me is part of the plan that was written thousands of years ago. So to me, it's no surprise. Now, we do have different sects of Judaism. It's not just straight up like you have your Orthodox Jews, right? Then you have your secular Jews, right? They're just Jewish by tradition. They're not, they're not really practicing. Go to New York you see a whole bunch of them, right? And then you've got your Messianic Jews, which are Jews that actually do believe in Christ. So we've got different, I guess, sects of people. Bible describes pretty much that there are going to be non-believing Jews and that there are going to be believing Jews. But at the end of the day, their rejection is well documented. And so is the acceptance of some of them, right? So, they, but at the end of the day, they still are God's people because God promised through Abraham that that he would bless not just his descendants but all nations would be blessed so that's another metaphoric passage 
that 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 uh, even though Abraham's lineage is is straight, right, meaning that it's in that area, but that everybody, all the kingdoms, how are all the kingdoms going to be blessed? If we're just talking about Abraham, well, obviously the lineage of Jesus Christ and how Christianity expands and so on and so forth. It's it's a it's a messianic uh, promise to Abraham that that was going to happen. So to me, I don't have a doubt that. The Jews are his chosen people, and I don't also doubt that the Jews were going to reject them as it was foretold. So, first of all, who would you deem to be the synagogue of Satan? And who who would you qualify as, they say, some claim to be Jews but are not? Because so real quick, real quick, just real quick. So you're aware they don't allow for DNA testing in Israel. They don't allow themselves to prove that they have genetic markers to be descendants of Abraham. And it's kind of interesting. The majority of them are passing white Eastern European people. So there's just that but but Not back to my man. original question <laughs> okay sorry guys my original question is who is the synagogue of satan and who is the bible referring to when it says that they claim to be jews but are not the synagogue you're talking about an actual synagogue of satan i'm talking about the like scriptural the scriptural. revelation 2 9 and 3 9 mention a synagogue of satan yes. right, yeah right. and that's 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 found in the country of turkey Right. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. It's one of the, the more seven churches. majority of the churches. Right. Correct. It was one of the seven churches. Uh, I think it's Pergamum. I can't really remember um, which one of the two are Smyrna. But that's where it actually physically references. The problem with the book of Revelation is and this is in, the, you can't you can't unanimously agree on the book. There's nobody can because it's written in an illustrative manner. It's written in a figurative manner. It's written in a metaphoric manner. And then it has actual parts where it's literal deciphering that makes it challenging for anybody so if there's somebody that says yes this actually definitely means this and it's a crossword like for instance the trinity as trinitarians we may have denominational differences but we all believe in god the father god the son and god the holy spirit that is clear across the board the revelation is not clear across the board based on what i just finished saying on how john wrote right, but, it but right? you said but you said you have no doubt you literally said you have no doubt that the, the people who claim to be Jews in Israel are the descendants. No, no, I, I said I have no Israel. doubt that the Jewish people are God's chosen people. That's yeah, and my, oh, my point yeah, had yeah. nothing to do with that. It was, I was saying, yeah. what I, I don't think anyone disputes that. I mean, I, well, also, I no. would say that the Jewish people, I would say, are not. It's Israel that is God's chosen people. So this is pre-Judah. Pre-Benjamin, I mean, this is the the nation of Israel, which was around when Moses, like that's God's chosen people. Then the Northern Kingdom basically got wiped out by you know foreign race Syria. mixing. Yeah, yeah, right. and so the Southern. So I don't agree that that the Jews are God's chosen people. It's Israel, and then Christians are grafted in to Israel. So it's Israel it's, the people. Israel, the people, yeah, not Israel, the land, but my dispute that whoever those chosen people of the Bible are, what is the proof that these current people are the same people as the Israel of the Bible? Not that uh, I'm not disputing. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's my only question. So, so essentially you're asking who then is Jewish by birthright 
and 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 then inherits the promise of God. That's what you're essentially asking, right? I'm asking, are these people the same as the ones in the Bible? Well, I mean, again, it depends on how you're interpreting it because obviously they're not the same ones of the Bible because the ones in the Bible are dead, right? So well, it's not- No, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean the same. Yeah. Are we talking about you know birthright? I mean. They're yeah, descendants, yeah. Birthright, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not God. I, I can't say this person is Jew and that person is an actual birthright. But they do. But here's my point. They right. do, though. Yeah. They are 100% yeah. sure. But to clarify. And, and also, and also yeah. you're saying that we're you know in a bad place if we don't support them assumes that they are. So it's a very important question. Like, what is it? The real Jewish question is not what to do with the Jews. It, it's what is a Jew? And the whole this whole house of cards falls to bits if they are not the same people from the Bible, and they all think they are, and this is a big deal. Yeah, and and just so we're all on the same terms, I know I know Stephen knows this stuff, but like the landmass that is Israel, like people want to argue over whether the descendants of Abraham would have a right a land right to that land and i would say sure i would actually say i think they do historically have a right to that land um i quick side note that's a dangerous path to go down constantly returning land back to quote unquote original ownership i mean none of us would live where we live right now so that's sort of a dangerous prop proposition to go around the world and do but the point being when you say we must support Israel, I do support Israel. I support Israel every single day because I am part of Israel. As in, I am grafted in to the descendants of Abraham through my faith in Jesus Christ. Hmm. And so I Amen. support Israel. I don't necessarily support a landmass that got isolated in 1940s. Well, no, it goes back further than that. But yeah. 1947 <laughs> mass murder campaign uh, under the direction of the UN, retaken and then allocated. I, I don't necessarily support that thing that happened. And I also just, and we're not going to go down this road of revelation and trying to figure out what all yeah. revelation means. Yeah. However, we have a distinctly different interpretation. You yeah. and I, Carlos, we're just distinctly different interpretation of um, eschatology. And a lot of that is because I believe that the majority of eschatology in the United States, specifically in the West, that they are basing it on the formation of Israel starting the starting the end of the age. And that's why you saw so many bad prescriptions and prophecies, if you want to call them that, saying that the world was going to end in the late 80s because that would have been the end of the age based on the formation of the country of Israel. And that age has passed, and yet we still have preached in our churches in the U.S. that that was somehow the thing, and that Israel is the Israel that's prophesied in Revelation, as opposed to Israel literally being the church. And that is who is coming against her. The world will unite against the church, and that's Israel. So, to, to, so that I understand... So your interpretation of Israel is not a literal Israel. It's a it's a figurative Israel, meaning the church. I think it is the nation of people who are citizens of Israel by adoption. 
by adoption. That's that's the key word because we are yes. not Jews. We are Gentiles. No. We we were adopted into the faith. You're absolutely correct. 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 But I'm grafted in, and anyone see you see you say Messianic Jews, and I say Christians. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, my. You know what? You know what I'm I, I know I, I you're trying to draw a distinction, I, and I understand it. No, but no, yeah, I, I, it's like I, saying you know, messianic white guy. It's like <laughs> you know, messianic <laughs> black. I mean, it's just it's just so, listing his his ethnicity. You know. No, no, no. Here's the funny part. So my wife and I were talking about this a couple of days ago, and so she asks me because we because we went to Israel last year. We actually took a, a two week. We went there for like a seven plus day, ten days, and then the what other four we went to. I'm sorry. What time of year did you go last year? I, well, end of uh, end of May to beginning of June. Okay. So and then and then we spent four days in Greece. Um, you know, again, just looking at the historic. Um, we went to uh, a Corinth, right? Um, uh, biblical or architectural uh, Corinth, and um, and we were the, our tour guide was he was born in Argentina, so he was Argentinian, but he was a messianic jew he was jew but he believed in christ in, in christ and you know on the tour guide he's telling us all these things i never got a chance to talk to the guy and ask him hey so what's the difference between a messianic jew and a, and a christian because to me you, it's one and the same right and my wife was like so what's the difference why don't why aren't they christians i'm like i i don't have that answer i've never actually i didn't get a chance to actually interact with him one-on-one -on -one to ask him that specific question you should have asked him if he was chased out of argentina by germans Bro, there's all I was just gonna say there's all kinds of lit stuff going on in Argentina, man. I'm thinking about going uh down to Argentina. You know, they got this like white German colony down there. I need like a base Nazi German that like thing looks girl insane, with some spice. Dude, I, you know, yeah, I, I might go down there to find a wife, man. Or Chile. They have these, mm. yeah, they have entire like colonies in Argentina where they speak German. It's yeah. so weird, but well, they, wear lady, they, yes. they wear later hoses and they have tile as German tile. Everything is German. Yeah, it's pretty. That's crazy. also true in uh, in Venezuela. My wife is from Venezuela, and she's told me plenty of times that in Venezuela, they the Germans they built their own community within Venezuela as well. Yeah, because yeah. after World War II, the Nazis fled to um South America, so many of them did. Yeah, Based. there's a lot of that. So anyway. Yeah, that's 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 why my frustration is, and and that's why Stephen, I don't want to admit that Stephen's ever right, but when he talks about <laughs> that, the real question is, what is a Jew? I mean, like that's the correct question because if you ask people who claim to be Jewish that question, it's crazy sidestepping. Dude, oh it's my really God. weird. It's like, no, I'm genuinely asking. There's no hatred in my heart. I believe that human beings are created in the image of God. This is coming out of a place of pure curiosity, interest, and a desire to notice things. And so here's the question. And it's like, it's immediately, Bro, oh, yeah. It's like, it's like we have to support these people. They're God's chosen people, but we don't know what they are. And we don't know how to define it. And, what? And like, like, yeah, I mean, like, they won't what? Take DNA tests. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Any, any other group or question, it's like, I have to do this thing, but I don't know what it is. Any other question about anything. I don't mean just people groups. I mean, you have to read this book, but I don't know what the book is or how to define it. You have to use this piece of software, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to define it. And and now we're talking about billions of dollars, and I okay, I don't. No one can trace their bloodline. 
no one can show me the scripture of of why it's a slam dunk that this people group is that people group but so it's just thinking past the sale in, in such a such a profound way that it's just I, I i i'm not on board with it because no one it's just oh we have our bloodlines even though it's two thousand years and no one can really show it's like a secret esoteric thing it it's crazy man i had a jewish dude on my show a couple of weeks ago and i asked him that question it was just like i don't know it was like the most circular reasoning thing i've ever heard in my life so i'd like to know you know i like might be wrong said i don't have any hate in my heart i just have not seen the proof it's just because because it's like because the holocaust happened that's why you know that's basically you're also describing uh u.s legislation that you have to vote for it to find out what's in it and yeah (laughs) but it's that whole circular yeah yeah which which at the same time we uh we believe in god and uh the four of us know I've, I've seen enough of you carlos to know that you know that scripture proves itself so we also have this like circular way of mm. argumentation and but the difference is we genuinely recognize it and we'll tell you that like yes god proves god scripture proves scripture uh there's obviously evidence of god's faithfulness that prove god but really that doesn't prove god other than on a personal level god ultimately proves the existence of god so that kind of circular argumentation does exist when you get into that realm but we don't shy away from it like we're happy to tell you that yeah absolutely and that's why you know jesus said he who has ears to hear let him hear and there's some people that just don't have ears to hear and we can't know the the mind of god entirely so mm. you know yep i agree yeah this has been a really sorry Ray, we're not fighting <laughs> oh. <laughs> no hey listen the bible the bible says that we shouldn't we shouldn't like fight amongst ourselves like we can mm. we can discuss and debate and that's fine but we shouldn't yep. really be fighting amongst ourselves yeah yeah yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's just nice because this is like how I don't know. It's it, this is less and less as we go through through the the years. But I mean, growing up, this was just like how guys talked, man. And now it's it's now guys get their feelings hurt. Like it's it's not. It's uh, you're, always you're, you're a racist. You guys are racist. You guys are white supremacists. Yeah, those are the ladies. You guys are sexist and misogynist. <laughs> Yeah, op- openly. Are you calling me a trooper? <laughs> openly yeah. for me. I actually d- do call myself those things openly, yes. <laughs> well, I'm just to the point where Steven's passed me in this room. I'm just yeah. to the point where any accusation you make against me that's baseless, I actually will just own it and claim it. And then you actually, it takes the power out of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're bigoted. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what could I say to change your mind on that? Mm. Yeah, well, no, they, no, I really that is and so it's over. Mm-hmm. I normally do the same thing. It's just there's just one label that I, I just won't stand for because uh you know I'm a father of five and I just uh, uh you, you won't use that label on me and that's the pedo one which mm. I got called last yeah. year for supporting mm. a friend of ours and uh that one I just won't stand for. I, I mm. that's one topic that you know uh it burns it boils yeah. my blood um you know to think that that you know the the events of the sound of freedom movement you know the sound of freedom movie are happening it breaks my heart and that's just something i don't i don't stand for so to use that label i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna fight mm. you. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, there's definitely yeah there's definitely some keywords that i'm not down with <laughs> but i i um my thing is 
you can't feed into accusations because if somebody accuses you of that, all you can do is discredit the person. You can't discredit the argument because it's impossible. You can, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, it's insanity. One of the things, and I know this isn't new at all, but it's almost always projection. These people, I mean, we're seeing it right now. The people who are bringing, um, you know, charges against Trump and I'm no complete Trump loyalist or anything. Like I criticize Trump as much as anybody, if not more, but the people that accuse him of the worst things are guilty of the things they accuse him of the corruption. They accuse him of that's what they're guilty of. And, and so, and I, I hope this does not get misconstrued as me labeling Trump in any way this way, but it's the same way the devil attacks Christians. It's always to accuse us of the tactics that the devil uses because to, to evil, when you, when you make accusations against the righteous, it seems likely if they would like, you know what I'm saying? So like if, if there's something, whatever I struggle with, if I accuse somebody else of that thing, it just seems likely to me that they probably do it because I do it too. So if it's coming from somebody who literally has no convictions of morality, no idea of morality or immorality, whatever they're accusing people of, it's probably what they're doing. Because they, they're thinking of it because it makes logical sense to them that you're doing it. Mm. So anyway, yeah. so those folks that are calling you that, that's probably because it's. They probably got a yeah, search history hard yeah. drive in there. Some skeletons yeah. in the closet. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, being called virtually, virtually anything, any of those names, it's a badge of honor today. Almost all of it. Mm. Yeah. Believe me, I'm half black and I've been called a white supremacist all over Twitter. So it's <laughs> nothing new to me. I think Osiris gets called that too, which is pretty great. Well, he's my favorite one, man. I think like, he is. Well, yeah, I, I think he's he my favorite is. white supremacist, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 Steven, so you're funny. probably out of all of the Magables, you're probably the second blackest out of all of us. Only Derek is probably blacker than you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I it I, used I to be a big problem, man. I like really, I really was a wigger, dude. Like I, when I was like, like 13, 15, I was, it was bad. I, I like changed the way I talked and it, it was really bad, man. I, 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 I'm glad there's no video footage of that. Um, I wanted to be black. I was, you know, rejecting my white upbringing and it was, it was cringe, but I'm a good rapper though, because of it, you know? Yeah. That's why I told Osiris, I want to see a black off between you and Derek. Because I think that would be very interesting. Oh, he would destroy me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to set that up. I, I'll talk no, to him and I'll set that up. Well, now, I mean, you know, the thing is, now I'm just I, 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 I'm proud of my white identity. Now I'm a white identitarian, so it, it would, I would, it's kind of just a bit. But yeah, you get a couple beers in me, man. I revert to my old ways for sure. Or, or, I actually had a really interesting. I mean funny i don't know if it was interesting conversation with a dude at my church about code switching because he's a black dude that was in the army for 30 years and he's like oh, of course you have to code switch what are you talking about like he was talking about how as a black man he code switches he's like i'm not gonna go talk to my superior in the military like i'm gonna talk to my buddies at home True. and just like just like me if i'm well, I'll just put it this way. If I was in a chess competition with some friends, I'm going to speak differently than if we're in a basketball competition in a tournament or whatever. Like, yeah, we're going to talk a little different. 
Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was yeah. it was funny just because he was like, "Of course you do. Like, why is that even controversial?" Yeah. But, yeah, but like everything's Steven, I was, controversial. I was right. like referring to that meme you posted on Twitter where you where you where you said you were drinking a grape soda and so you were comparing yourself to a black man. So that's what I'm referring to. So. The sad <laughs> truth is, I love purple drink, dude. This guy poser. loves purple drink. Yeah, I love he, purple drink, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, well, yeah. My take on that is. You're claiming this is a black thing, and I'm claiming it's a delicious thing. Yeah, <laughs> fried chicken, delicious watermelon, delicious. It is del- purple drink, delicious. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So, so when this cancel culture first started to show up mainstream, it was, uh, you know, uh, 2012, something like that. I think it was IKEA uh, that was doing in celebration. I think for I think it was Black History Month. They were gonna do like fried chicken and stuff like that, and and, and so they got yep. they got called they I got called it. racist, and it was so interesting because the actual chefs that came up with the idea were black, so yeah. that was the interesting part. Well, but first of all, me, it's funny. Tell you, it, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's it's genuinely funny. So yeah, I like. I'm like, why? Why are we getting offended? So what? Yeah. Like, fried chicken is yeah. good. Watermelon is yeah. good. Grape soda to you is good. Like, I would not be dishonored. To me, you see said, how he qualified that one? Uh, yeah. To <laughs> you me, don't like grape soda. I don't. I don't really drink. I don't really drink soda, and I'm not a big yeah, fan I got of grape you. soda. So I, you know, to you, it's good. Um, but uh, but what was interesting if if they said, hey, we're gonna do, um, you know, roast pork with uh white rice and black beans to celebrate hispanic i'm like bad i i, I want in i want there yeah i'm not gonna get offended yeah. by that it's food. Yeah. it's good food there's latin right. food there's chinese food there's italian food what, what's the problem yeah my problem is when they if they when they start to go make fun of uh the white culture they'll be like yeah we'll have bologna and mayonnaise on white bread and i'm like okay <laughs> that's disgusting that's terrible yeah. please do not represent me that way uh, yeah it's like well the, the thing is is that i just thought of this that kind of does inform a lot of my sense of humor is you know i don't go after you know i try to go after most groups or whatever i kind of don't go after my own group that much but here's one of my golden rules of comedy is i don't play this a certain group can say it and a certain group can't a group can't for instance not to go back to the jew thing but they can call themselves jews but i can't no, you like someone can say a word and I can't. The there was a Super Bowl commercial, maybe it was about a month ago, where th- the whole bit was a, the black person couldn't focus when someone was eating fried chicken, and it, it's and it was and it was black people in the commercial. So if they can say it, I can say it, and maybe I'll get stabbed by a criminal one day in the street. But <laughs> but you know, it it, it all, and should say it is two different things. I will say it. That's why I'm a yeah. recluse, a recluse, man. I just don't leave. Yeah. So I just say the N-word on the internet and one day I'll just uh, walk by and some guy will be like, hey, what you say? You know, like um so it is what it is. Did you guys see yeah. that commercial Biden did with um giving fried chicken to a black family? Biden's fun, dude. dude. I like Biden. Biden's hilarious. <laughs> he, let me tell you something about Biden. Yeah, yeah. No, Stephen's correct on this. This dude's I, funny. I'm around to this. Joe Biden. If you remove the horrible policies and the fact that he is clearly an old man with dementia. He's kind of just like this base dude from like the 60s and 70s yes. wearing his aviators in a convertible and convertible and eating ice cream and saying, you got a problem with that, Jack? And it's like, dude, yes. this guy is like, he's genuinely hilarious if you don't allow it to trigger you. 
Yes. Because you can't control anything that's happening anyway. So you yeah. may as well enjoy it. Like, and he dude, is, he's like licking ice cream while he executes his enemies, dude. He's like, come on, man. He's like, he like throws his enemies in a box for the rest of their life. And he's like, chocolate, chocolate chip, Jack. Like, that dude is hilarious, man. He released I'm gonna a miss commercial. him if Trump wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, there's a lot of I want Trump miss. to win, obviously. I want Trump to win. Yeah. I'm not gonna miss quite a bit, but um, I will yeah. miss the the Come on, man. The guts, the guts it takes to release a video of you eating fried chicken with black kids talking about their participation in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, yeah, that's dude. right. What were the things? It was basketball and chicken. Then, and what was the other one in that in that vid, in that commercial? Well, the, the, he did a cringe thing at the end. Where he did that whole thing, like, yeah, you got to be, you got to be, uh, watch after your dad. When we get older, you really got to watch out for us. And, and yeah, it was really weird. Wasn't realistic. What... It wasn't realistic at all. The guy had a dad. <laughs> but he just leaned in. He just, I yeah. mean, the level of leaning into, because you know, even if it wasn't him. There were people coming and going, listen, this is going to come off as really bad if we do this. And he's just like, or somebody said, nah, we're going to lean in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Osiris actually mentioned that in the video that he did on Tuesday, he showed the commercial. And he also showed uh, news uh, from, I, I don't know if it was uh, CBS or MSNBC, where there was a lady who took in a Spanish-speaking Haitian, which was weird um into her it was a white lady she took in this spanish-speaking um immigrant uh, <laughs> yeah. and it was an illegal immigrant if i'm not mistaken into her house to serve her to cook for her to do laundry for her and all that stuff um, and he says it as like do, uh, do they not have self-awareness of how bad this looks you got a white woman and you got a black lady serving her yeah yeah it's but, like she went full full coastal white liberal lady she's like oh it's so great yeah i remember that story it's so great having them here the cooking's the best i'm like mm -hmm. i have my own personal chef <laughs> yeah or you remember you remember about a year or so ago when pelosi when um desantis chipped out the illegals from florida pelosi said well they need them down there to pick the oranges and i made a joke comparing it saying like um imagine if it was black people and you said they needed them down there to pick the cotton well, the fact is, we would use the Hispanics to pick the cotton if it was today. They're just a better worker. And, <laughs> come on, yeah. When given the the when I, when given the choice between the blacks and the Hispanics to pick my cotton, dude, I would pick the I would pick the beaners all day, man. <laughs> I remember they're good people. They're a good stock, man. I pinched yeah. their fat. You know what they went at the slave market? You like pinch their muscles to like make sure yeah. that they're of a <laughs> vast majority yeah. believe in Christ. Getting silly. Have some crazy yeah. views on Mary, but it's fine. And work really hard. I'm a fan. I'm a mm. fan. <laughs> but when I was uh when I first started working construction, I was 16 years old, and there was guys uh down the road of this or uh orange grove. And these dudes are driving Corvettes and brand new cars, like brand new cars. And they were like, and I was very curious as to like, how in the world are y'all affording these cars when you're just picking fruit? And the reality is they don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by how much they actually do. And those dudes make a ton of money based mm. on how much they actually produce. 
to where they could afford, I mean, crazy cars and stuff. And they were like, you can't keep up, white boy. Stick with your construction. <laughs> I'm like, I, I hear you. I'm with it. Yeah, I think that depends on, on I guess, the region of the industry. Where I grew up, um, so I grew up in a small place in New Jersey called Passaic. And in the 80s, it was split between pretty much Hispanics uh, of Puerto Rican and Dominican descent. And blacks was pretty much the other half. And then in the 90s, we got this like flood of, you know, South Central Americans. And um, and the hard part was is that my dad started to notice that a lot of the, the factories that were still left around were hiring a lot of these people that were illegal and paying them a fraction of what they should have gotten paid. For example, my, my dad worked in a bookbinding um, company, uh, a factory, and um, and he told me one time that the machinery that these people operate at that time, I want to remind, at that time, minimum wage was 510. And so he said, the based on the machinery that, that, that is being operated, they should be making no less than $12 an hour but the owner was paying them their minimum wage and not paying them overtime. And they were working 50, 60 you know, hours. And so what was happening is the legal immigrants were not getting the jobs because of the illegals. And, and that, that's a false narrative that a lot of people like to play. It's like, oh, they like to pin like, like Spanish people against white people. First of all, it has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with whether you're born here or not. Can you speak the language? Do you have a high skill set? I'm Hispanic, but I was born here. I have a college degree. I'm a professional. I'm a vice president at the company that I work for. You think I want to go pick strawberries? No, because I know the language. If I went to another country where I don't know the language and maybe I don't have a college degree and I don't have the background that I have, maybe I would have to. So it really has nothing to do with that. But the point is they like to compare apples and oranges all the time. Now, when you compare a legal Hispanic immigrant to an illegal Hispanic immigrant, then it's not fair to give the job to the illegal one just because he's going to take a pay cut. Yeah, I, uh, no. you know, I, oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Yeah, you're good. Uh, you're good. All right. I was, you know, I've, I thought this, you know, for decades, even before I was a racist bigot, I, uh, thought that it was, <laughs> I, I always thought that it was the most, cause I've got, done a, a decent bit of traveling to Europe and to S Singapore and Japan. And I always thought it was just the most insulting thing when a traveler or a visitor would not learn the host language. I was like, what? I was like, you know, I would people would like not even try, and it 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 happens mostly in in Western countries. It's like you know, you go somewhere else, I mean, you you're not going to even survive if you don't learn the basics of the language. And here and in other other Western countries, it's just they just kind of create their own country inside of the country, and that to me is just one of the most insulting things. It's the language is just a no brainer, but. Um, I just that just really rubs me the wrong way. Well, these people that are coming across the border, they're not learning English. Most of these people, from everything that I've read, they they can only speak um their version of Spanish because they all, they're coming from different countries that speak a different different version of Spanish. So, yeah, yeah. I think there's I, a lot of factors involved in that, right? Number one is the legal, right? Are they coming in legally or illegally? The legal ones will have some assemblance. Another factor is age. The younger ones are going to have to. The older ones, it does become harder. As a matter of fact, my dad and I were having this conversation. My dad doesn't speak English very well. Uh, he can understand you, but he can't really hold a good conversation. Um, he's been in this country. I mean, I'm 45. He's been in this country at least 50 years and can't 
he just can't get it. He's like, he was telling me today, son, I I'm trying. I just can't get it. Mm. If there's something up here that's not clicking for me and I I'm having difficulties. My dad served in the military. Again, he, he can, he, he can, he can understand orders and he can understand you as you're talking. Relaying is a, it's a different story. So ages is, is, is something to consider. I'm not going to hold the older people accountable but the younger people they, they they really should if you're coming at a young age no you really should you really you really do need to learn the language yeah yeah i do i do think at a and this is like this shouldn't be controversial amongst us at all but i think at the bare minimum legal documents for immigration purposes should only be printed in english yes period you, you they should be printed in english and so the bare minimum to even petition the government to come in as you've learned our official language. Cool. Like, I mean, I, that good. just seems simple to me. It's not, you know, like it. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. This, they have immigration lawyers that have to be bilingual and they have to have translators. I watch way too many like court proceedings on YouTube that it's like they have to bring these translators in. And it's one thing if it's somebody on vacation. But it's never somebody on vacation. It's always somebody that's been here for years and years, you know? Well, you it's know what? Uh, you, oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's just insanity, insanity to me. If I'm going to go move to Japan, I think I'm going to learn Japan Japanese before I go move there. It's just, that's yeah. just common sense. It has nothing to do with racism. Or it's race. logical. It's just common sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've actually gotten to the point where, like, um, no immigration whatsoever. Not even, not just illegal, but... No Look, legal I'm, immigration either. I've talked. I'm, I'm definitely talked good with a hard stop for a long time. Agreed. I agree. I thought, because the immigrants that are coming here, even the legal immigrants that are coming here, don't have loyalty towards this country. So I agree. We need to pause that crap. You, I don't understand that. That bothers me. As an American, that bothers me. You're coming to my country, and you're not having loyalty towards this country. You're coming. Stay, stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. Mm -hmm. Well, not even that, just no immigration, period. Because, first of all, these people, in my opinion, they're actually changing demographics, and we're like, um, it's taking voting power away from the people that have already been here. That's my number one concern over anything. And no one's going to change my mind on that. Well, can, can we talk about, in, in California, they're actually putting somebody on an electoral board that's illegal, that's not a legal uh, a U.S. citizen? Can we talk about that? How does I that even that work? Sanity, yeah. That no, doesn't make any sense. She's a Chinaman, right? Yeah, she's I Asian. So. I don't yeah. know if she's from China directly, but she Can is you Asian. Say China woman? I, that's a weird word to say. China woman. It's China. Ch Females are still Chinaman. Let's let's be real here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, how are these how are these people getting away with this? Um. Uh, because nobody, dude, nobody, I has mean, the that's a big question. It. It's about will. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it. just about will. It's, it's so many of these things could end within a six month period if there is the, the brutal will to deal with this stuff and everyone is soft. That's why, I mean, yeah, that's one of the things I talk about most on my, on my show, but they're, they, yeah, it's just, it depends on how far back you want to go. I think it's built into the fundamentals of Americanism. That's just my, and, you know, I don't want to go down a huge rabbit hole. I'll probably talk about it tomorrow because I usually do a, a review of the stream I did the night before or whatever. But it's uh, everyone's soft. Everyone thinks that peace is the answer and to a country to refuse entry or to kill someone is immoral. And it's just not. I mean, what is the country's 
job, you know, the fundamental thing about a, a government is the right to kill people. It's the right to now, not all people, but the right to take life, the right to, you know, not give life. God gives life, but the, the death penalty is as old as government and treat traitors and interlopers and invaders need to be kicked out. And if they won't, you have to give them the death penalty and everyone's scared of that reality especially people in power. Everyone's scared of being brutal. And that's how you got to deal with, with yeah. the vast majority of people um, that are traders, which is the vast majority of government. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. You just mentioned like um, people are willing to like um, go be more brutal. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, are you aware of the Twitter account Gen Z for Trump? It's now become yeah. Gen Z for national socialism. Like yeah. I, I, he posted the guy posted a meme where he, where he said like where it was like a guy hunting a deer who was pointing a gun at a deer and he and, and um he said um the the hunter is, is a US citizen and the deer is an illegal immigrant. And he say and, he, and he, his basic yeah. gist was should peep should this be allowed? That's people, retarded. I mean if if, if it's if it's uh, see I disavow vigilante justice. I think it has to come from the government, not from the citizen. I know that me and you might be wrong. I've talked about this before. If it's private land, I do agree with that, but it's not private land. It's public right. land. Who owns the public land? The government. And I don't believe the people uh, you know that this people you know, I got arrested after January 6th. And one of my biggest pet peeves about that is people are just up in there saying, this is our house. And like, what percentage? People are like, it's my road. It's it's kind of not your road. It's the government's road. And if, if yeah. it's going to be the government's <laughs> land, the only people that can do that are, are, are the government, not the citizen. I think that is retarded. But, um, but yeah, well, I've seen that account. Yeah, that might be a thing of the libertarians is that they, they live in the shoulda verse. Exactly. And you have to live in reality. Yes. And my, you know, my instinct is to lean towards leaving people alone. Okay, that is my instinct to leave people alone. Right. But force exists. The government exists. We're in a current situation. What do we do in this situation to fix it? Yeah. And you know, I, I, we this is the thing that Stephen and I differ on is I think that it's more likely, and I'm probably wrong. I not not just might be wrong, but probably wrong. <laughs> that I think that a, a national divorce is the more likely scenario to play out long term, and he thinks it's more likely. And historically, he's correct. It's more likely that a strong man will rise to power. And it will be an authoritarian and he hopes it's right wing as opposed to left wing. And that's and I the reality is I if it's taken over by an authoritarian, I hope literally to God, I'm not blaspheming. I hope to God that it is a right wing authoritarian because it's the only chance they'll be benevolent. So to to Christians, I'll just say it that way to Christians. Mm -hmm. So but but when you're talking about. This issue of because we got us there was Ray brought up the the basically foreign interloper or whatever who's now got a government position deal with elections right isn't it election oversight yes. or something she's on yeah. the election commission in California and so so the reality is there's not just no will to use force there's no will to use anything <laughs> and the in my opinion is the reason is because the vast majority of people who identify as a Republican 
will vote Republican no matter what. And the politicians know that. So if they don't get primaried out, they know they're good to go with Republicans because Republicans are going to sit there and go, well, if I don't vote, a vote not for name your right wing, whatever loser rhino is a vote for Kamala or Joe Biden or Pelosi or whatever. And the reality is, no, it's not. And sometimes you have to hold your own accountable to the extent that you allow the left to take power to so that the right will pay the price for putting bad people up for office. And that's at, at the end of the day, that's what it is. There's no actual will amongst the right wing to hold their own accountable in mass. And so they know they're just going to so they'll say their little points and, you know, they'll have their little um presentations that we all like to talk about and they may be funny uh who's the dude um that had like george bush on a raptor or something like that back in the day in the <laughs> in congress he had this whole spiel that was hilarious and everybody's grandstanding because at the end of the day he didn't do anything and that's the thing they won't do anything i like matt gates but he doesn't do anything it's all talk eventually he just caves and that's the problem with the right wing is we won't actually hold our own accountable. We won't allow the left to win in the short term in order to make the right improve themselves in the long term. I, I agree with you to a certain extent. However, look at what happened in our last election. When these people dig themselves in, they dig themselves in. Then they start to change laws and prevent, you know, and prevent the correct people from voting and allow people who shouldn't be voting in to vote. That's why we have the problem in the swing states that we have. We have all the crap that we have. Look, Georgia was governed by a Republican. Did he do an audit like he should have? No, he did a recount. What's Why a recount? What is that going to do? I want to make sure that those votes are legit. So he didn't do it. He's a feckless uh, you know, Republican. And so if we were to switch, let's say, Georgia out, let, let, let a Democrat take it like you proposed, what happens then? Then they further entrench themselves. And they further change voting laws and so on and so forth to benefit their own, like they do in counties and you know states across the country. So I, I I agree, but I don't completely agree. You know what I'm saying? There's always that backside. It's like, oh crap, what if what if that happens? Well, the so my take on that, the big my biggest takeaway from that is that is why you must either support good local uh, politicians or run yourself locally in the the area around you and if enough i'll just say christians if enough christians were to do that like is everybody on here aware of dusty devers and who dusty devers is i am not i'm i'm right oh, now focused on okay I'm hey focused look on into him look into him he he self-identifies in the christian nationalist wing of politics he believes uh basically romans 13 is just correct and that he is um, an instrument of God to, to terrorize evil, um, being a government official. He won a special election in December. Okay. Uh, um, is it Oklahoma? Yes. Yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah, he's an Oklahoma state senator. Yeah. And my point to bring him up is we need more of those. We need more of those guys. Now, the scary part for me about that is he is a pastor that stepped away in order to do this because he felt called to it. And so, I mean, daily pray for this guy for sure. Yeah. I genuinely hope we don't start losing pastors to politics, to politics, but it's, 
it's got to be something where good men go, all right, if there's nobody good running, then I'm going to run. And, and we're going to we have to win on the local level because the reality is the governor only has enough power in your county as your county allows him. And that's the same thing with the president. The president really only has enough power in your state as the governor allows him to have. And it's kind of where I was one of the reasons I was so critical of DeSantis because DeSantis allowed Biden to terrorize and, and, and the three letter agencies to terrorize Trump when he was in Florida. And I'm like, you know, DeSantis, you could have just looked at Biden and said, no, he's in Florida. He's a Floridian and you're not allowed here. And if you send any of your officials here, we're going to arrest them. Or when he allowed the government to set up like um, a base in Florida to track down January Sixers. You guys yeah. remember that? He should have kicked them out. Yeah. I agree. Tampa too, I believe. Dude well, is soft, and, man. And, and and that's that's the concerning part. Uh, Ron DeSantis lost my support um, when he did stuff like that, like you just mentioned. The only person, and and I know there's still like a big question mark around Vivek Ramaswamy based on his past and his connections with Big Pharma. But to be honest with you, from day one, he was the only one saying this cannot stand. This is not what our republic is based on. It's not about Donald Trump. This is about our Constitution, et cetera, et cetera. Every single Republican should have been on that stage saying the exact same thing, because if if they can do it to Trump, they could do it to any one of them if they wanted to, unless unless they're part of the equation and they're like, I'm, they're not going to do it to me because I'm helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's something oh, exactly. I want to know. How do we how does Vivek get destroyed early? Yet we still have like these establishment like um. Bush types like Haley still in play. Like she's been propped up so good. How? Well, first of all, Vivek was the second most popular candidate running. If we're being honest, Vivek was the second most popular candidate running. If Trump had been eliminated, Vivek leapfrogs everybody else. And in my opinion, he leapfrogs everybody else. He picks up almost all the Trump voters and and other than other than the complete white nationalist, he picks all of them up. And and so he's not being destroyed. He actually is only being destroyed because he was only really competing with Trump because the, the only people voting for him. Well, that's not entirely true. There were some people voting for him that wouldn't vote for Trump, that some Gen Zers and like that, that were just really onto that anti-establishment message. But they also wouldn't have voted for Trump anyway. So he was getting that vote. But. Yeah. The other people voting for him were people that were like, yeah, I don't think Trump's I think Trump's going to end up in jail. So I'm going to vote for Vivek so that we have a candidate. Well, I do know there were a lot of people that um that were that would be Trump voters that, that they voted for Vivek because they just they because Vivek is very similar to Trump. They just wanted someone a little younger. That's mm. from that's from what everything sure. I've seen. Sure. Mm. But as far as all the other candidates, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. The establishment tries to figure out every election. How do we get the centrist candidates through so that no matter who wins, our guy wins? And they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care if Nikki Haley won or if Biden won because it's their guy no matter what. And they're fine. Mm. And DeSantis is DeSantis was kind of that middle of the road guy where you're like, OK, I don't think, think the establishment liked DeSantis, but I think they were OK with DeSantis. I think they were OK with him. Um, he pissed them off on culture war issues. But when it come down to making money, he would have decided in their favor. He would have gone ahead and greenlit any, you know, military action they wanted and all that kind of stuff. But Nikki Haley is a straight up 
liberal. I mean, she's, she's just, just a Democrat. Yeah, yeah she's, she's just, just yeah. 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 She's just Democrat. Did you see her first it, commercial? No, no, I try to leave cancerous AIDS out of my life as much as I can. So <laughs> what, I didn't. What, I didn't watch. What that. was it? Her, well, her her first commercial, her first campaign commercial was woke. She talked about how she could do it better because she's in heels. She was using the feminist card, Dude. right? Yeah. Was that the whole? If you want to get it done, leave it to a woman or something like that. No, that it was something yeah. along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's yeah. she's yeah. used. Listen, listen. Throughout throughout the last two years, she has used the woman card. And she has used the race card and she has used the minority card. She's she's a lot. She plays that one both that ways. Kind of like she plays that one both ways where she tries to come off as white. But then if it's to her advantage, she uses the Indian side. And it's like, oh, my yeah. gosh, it's just it's yeah. she, she was she was talking about how she was in a beauty pageant and how they didn't know how to classify her because she wasn't black or white. She was this poor little brown girl. They didn't know what to do. I mean, so she, pathetic. I mean, we're talking How about, about have better parents about- that don't put you in a beauty pageant. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, another thing, your parents. Another thing that is uh, super cringe that her she does it. So does Joe Biden. Is anytime they do the they play the family card. That's one that isn't talked about too much. Where she's like, "Don't go after my daughter." When your daughter is basically, I mean, look. If you have a social media profile, especially if you're making content, I mean, I understand if you're just a anon or whatever on Twitter where you just retweet and stuff. But if you're making video content on TikTok and you're Nikki Haley's daughter and you're an adult bitch, you're a public figure. You know, yeah, like that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and Biden does the Bo Biden thing. Uh, you know that he plays the health plus family card and. It's yeah. just, uh, it's just ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah, well, your, your son does drugs. Oh, who, Bo? No, Bo never did drugs. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's always yeah. a pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all Haley likes to do is just be in the back of an SRX. So, yeah. I don't get yeah. it. What's the, yeah, what's you, the, you don't, you don't know this. Idea. You don't know what happened. And then, and after 9 11, her husband was off duty in, in Afghanistan. And she mm. was having an affair with the with the dude in the back of an SRX vehicle, mm. and the Dilly meme team made a joke, made a video about that, and it was one of the funniest things. You got to yeah, look. She's it had up. she's had Both. multiple affairs. It's pretty ridiculous. And then, of course, just like everyone else that has either been in the military and is a politician or has a relative in the military, she wants to stand on her husband's work in the military to prop her up for office, even though. She desecrates his service constantly because she cheats on him. It's it's nuts. But I will say this. I think the majority of these politicians, their spouses already know the deal. Mm, like, I'm not going to yeah. get outraged over your affair. You guys are just degenerates to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you're just all degenerates. You went into yeah. it knowing that that was going to happen. That's the whole good wife. The whole show is, you know, yeah. that idea that, yep, yeah, I'm going to play this role. Yeah. And they're all... Yeah. If, and if they are, if they have an R next to their name, the Republicans are going to vote for them because what if the Democrats win? And the same way, the other way around. So, yeah, like no a, matter who. You just mentioned degeneracy. Like, um, I think it's pretty likely that um that dude that was filming a gay porn video in the Senate chamber was not the first one doing that. I highly doubt that. Yeah, no. But well, and he probably, wasn't held accountable, so he definitely won't be the last. Yeah. Like, imagine what else they're doing in, in the Senate. Who, who knows what else? I will not. I the Democrats help, get held accountable, though. 
Yeah. Like yeah. if there was a dude I was talking to him the other day, well, a few weeks ago, I was explaining this to him. Well, actually, it was about a month ago. I was is explaining to this to him that it was like a Democrat. I'm um, a um, person who worked for a Democrat. And he says, no, nah, it's a Republican. And I even showed him a CNN article that sh- shows he worked for a Democrat. And he says, oh, it's fake. But here's the thing, though. This, <laughs> this dude, and I'm not joking. This dude literally says he watched C- C- watches CNN and M- MSNBC all the time. Even though I showed him a CNN article proving that it was a Democrat, a person who worked for a Democrat, he says, oh, it's fake. So literally, so yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this dude yeah. is delusional. But I think the person you're describing is the majority of people. That's actually the majority of people. They get in their particular tribe and, and they stay in that. And that's the lens they view everything through. And it's why I keep saying the right has to just get way better at propaganda because Mm. the average person is just a dumb sheep. And if you go in knowing that the average person is just a dumb sheep, then you stop trying to make crazy, articulate, logical arguments based on that. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, I'm done. Those days are gone for me, man. I I don't even try to convince people anymore. Just tell them the truth and give them the reason why they should go for it that appeals to whatever vice they have. I mean, it sounds (laughs) terrible, but it's like, this is how propaganda works. Okay, what is this person want? Then I'm going to convince I don't know if it's simple. The part where you say them to do the right thing, though. No, the part where you say you're appealing to their like base vice nature. That part. That's what I'm saying. And that's like Jacob got the birthright, though, dude. He Jacob got (laughs) the birthright by appealing to Esau's temptation. I, I, dude. That's why that that passage of scripture I have wrestled with most of my life. How could God give a blessing to the guy who appealed? to the base instincts of the other person in order to swindle away their birthright. But he did, but he did. And I don't know. And at the end of the day, I go, sometimes you have to do what's the best for people. And I know this is, this is a leftist talking point. Just so I'm well aware that I'm making a leftist talking point. When I say, if you know, it's the right thing at the end, it justifies the means I don't think you're correct. I don't think it justifies immoral means, but there's also a way to do it morally. There's got to be a way to do it morally where you can appeal. You know that it's going to. You know that it's going to motivate the people that you want to motivate, right, to do the right thing. So you like we I said, code switching earlier, you've got a code switch in a way so that your message speaks to a certain group without being the cheesy Republican token nonsense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and I don't was, even know necessarily how to do it. I just know it. It needs to be done. Like I even even this guy I was talking to, I was explaining to him that um, the, how much the media has lied. They lied about mass dis- weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They lied about the Hunter Biden laptop story. They lied about all. They lied about all this other stuff. And he says, "Well, no, that's not true." They there. He literally said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and the laptop was fake. That's literally how. That's literally how delusional this person was. Wow, that's crazy. I mean. It, the reality is, and this is a this is a libertarian talking point, but they are correct that the media is the uh, communication wing of the regime. They're the propaganda machine of the regime. They their job is to take whatever the government and whether it be the shadow government, the bureaucratic government, or whatever 
those who are in power, the mainstream media, it is their job to convince the masses that that's the correct thing. And so it's not even that they were like the mainstream media was wrong. It's not that they were correct in what they were trying to convey, but that had evil uh, motivations. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, I, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this, but um, that um, Disney is actually, Disney is actually being sued by people for white discrimination. So were you guys aware of this? I was. I was. I got your message. Yeah, I was. I I actually found this out from a video from a favorite one of my favorite YouTubers, and he was explaining that um how someone who worked in the Trump administration is actually suing Disney over this because because literally um of how of, uh, basically over the DEI stuff, basically diversity, equity, and inclusion, and this white person, these white people, they're suing Disney because because of this because like um white people are not getting as many opportunities in the business section as they used to. Because all these job opportunities are being given to other people of other races, so yeah, yeah. So I, so I, I don't know where this is going to go. There's okay. a lot of companies that are doing that. I can tell you, I, I you know, I'm not going to say what company I work for, but my company does that. It's part of our year-end evaluation to make sure that we have uh, 50% uh, female, um, I guess, leadership. And then, and then, um, you know, I don't know what the percentage is for. I think it's also fifty percent, or or trying to reach fifty percent of uh, of of blacks, not not Hispanics, not Asians, not uh, Arabs, not anybody else, just specifically blacks. So it's it's. I don't know how that's legal. That's that's the definition of discrimination is to look mm -hmm. at somebody just by their skin color, but. Yeah, I mean, the Disney thing is like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very clear that we live in an anti-white society. I think that the, the mainstream and the regime is extremely anti-white. I think it's been that way for a very long time, 50, 60 years. I mean, it's gotten really bad in the last 10 or 15. And I was kind of talking about this today on the show. That's why I called that fake and gay on Twitter today, because it's like, you know, <laughs> It, it, you know, okay, so let's play through the different options. Okay. Do I like Disney? No. Do I hope they go out of business? Yes. Do I hope it bankrupts them? Yes. Um, but it's, it's another one of these not smoke and mirrors. I don't know what the right term for it is, but it's just noise. I mean, all the, all, so many of these news, uh, stories are noise because it's, there's a guy suing someone. So that's, that's great. Is it going to reverse, People want to make this about, oh, all racism is bad, but the, the racism that's going on and has been going on is anti-whiteism, and people are not really ready for that discussion and are ready to just call it what it is, and we whites need allies. I mean, I hate to be you know a, a cringe lord or whatever. We need allies. That's why the tokenism thing is kind of interesting to me. I Maybe I share the same an, an analog take to what might be wrong is talking about about propaganda where it's like we need blacks and people that aren't white to basically speak for us in this day and age i don't like that i wish it could just be white people but we kind of ne need our we need our niggas man like we we need uh because like the, the boomer white conservative needs to hear it from a black a a woman or a gay person for it to have effect it's or crazy trans. man or i mean 
No, I mean, there's there's still some base boomers out there that that <laughs> don't play that trans thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I nothing's gonna happen from that. If if the the person suing wins or if they lose, nothing's gonna really happen to affect uh this tidal wave of anti-white uh this anti-white society. So, um, cool. I hope they lose. I hope Disney loses, but it's just noise, man. And and Steven, yeah, you just I, mentioned something interesting. White people need to be allies, get to be, become allies with black people. And one of the reasons why is because like um the great replacement theory, and a lot of people don't realize this, actually affects black people more than it even affects white people. And let me explain this why. Because black people are still at 14% of the population for nearly 50 plus years, and the Hispanic population is, is skyrocketing. And the white the, the white population is right now is at 50%. But even when it drops below 50%, they're at least gonna have a big say. But once the Hispanics become the majority in this country, the black population is gonna just shrink down so dramatically that they literally could have like a hundred percent of them vote a certain way and it will not have any effect on the election whatsoever. Literally, what America will just become is just another like a South American country, but just up here in, in North America. That's literally but what dude, uh, but dude, how does that okay? I mean, look, man, how white people are being erased in their own country, and you're saying black people having less of a voice affects them more? That's ridiculous, man. No, no, I'm, like, I'm saying, I'm not saying in their own country, I'm just saying, it arguably, I'm saying. Them. No, it's not even an argument. There's no there's no argument for why people being a a population group being erased affects them less. It's like the same thing when people say that feminism feminism affects women more. No, it doesn't. It affects men primarily and secondarily affects women, just like affirmative action. It's like, oh, you make black people the victim. That makes them, that affects them more. No, it doesn't. Like affirmative action affects white people more because it's giving white people less opportunity. Same thing with the great replacement. It, it, it affects white people primarily. And then secondarily, that is a, a fact that you're saying, but it doesn't, okay, okay. what you said is, is that it, okay. it affects okay. black people more. And that's not true. Okay. Okay, I should have rephrased that then. Uh, that that's that's what I should have said. That that's well, on me. I I take the I take the L on that one. What it, but still though, you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Well, what it will do is is it will it will affect the propaganda of the regime more, because the reality is they get the white liberal vote by appealing to whoever the minority is, and so you you appeal to the black vote and you get the liberal woman you get that because she's guilty you know you know what i mean and if so it it will affect the propaganda because if if uh it's perceived that the and i think it is moving this way if it's perceived that it's the uh hispanic immigrant which is kind of ridiculous because actually there's so many people coming through the southern border that aren't from south america regardless that it's coming through the southern border i'm just saying but if the perception is oh it's it's actually these hispanics that are coming in these dreamers or whatever then that's the way the white liberal will vote so you actually gain the white liberal vote which is a huge number by appealing to whatever is the predominant sob story whatever you can empathize with the most so i'll give you that that right now it has moved from you know, inner city shootings and, you know, we've moved on from the George Floyd narrative and into the dreamer narrative, but the dreamer narrative is failing 
by and large. I think the dreamer narrative is failing by and large because the average person, while they may not speak out about it, even the average liberals going, no, this is pretty bad. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh, crime being committed by people who aren't even citizens here, and it's becoming obvious. So there's multiple factors uh, involved in this. So there's there's the thing that I've been talking about, which is the deceptive lie thrown on the Hispanic community. Right, the Hispanic community, by and large, is conservative in its traditions and its way of thinking. Um, you know, they believe in you know, the, the, the majority of the Latin countries are Catholic. So they do believe in the Trinitarian, uh, in the Trinity and, uh, and, and they believe in the nucleus of the family. Um, they're not, they're not really woke, if you will. Um, they don't, they, you know, Hey, if you're gay, that's great, but we, we don't want this forced down our throat type of thing. Uh, they're very much conservative in, in their values. However, when they come to this country, they're immediately told that Republicans are racist and Democrats are for minorities. So when you look at the the voting demographic, it's about 76% plus Democratic for Hispanics, even though they don't share the same values. They don't even come close, but they, they're fed that lie. I know that because every single Hispanic person that I know of, including family members, were told the exact same thing. And I grew up here in it, having been born here, but raised in a pretty much liberal state. I heard it all my life that Democrats are for minorities while Republicans are for white people and they're racist. And back then it was they were also for the rich. Right. Those are the three biggest things. So, of course, Democrats are going to take those odds. Those are great. I'll take 76 percent of this new new people that are coming in to vote for me, of course. Right. So that's 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 a gamble or that's that's their their goal as far as replacement, because remember, Hispanics come in all shapes and colors. We we're not all brown. We're not all black. We're not all Indian. We have we have the we have from white all the way to black and everything in between, right? So it, it this is really more so about about voting. It's about mentality. We need to start changing the narrative and let people know that are coming to this country. It's like, hey, we just want people to come here the right way. Come in, learn our language, adopt our values, make this country love this country the way that you you know love your own country. And 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 let's make it great for everybody. But that's not that's that's clearly not the message that's getting across. Just look at any Hispanic news station, and it's propaganda, big time. Yeah, what I can't remember the name. Which country is it that passed the anti-gay laws in Africa? Uganda. Uganda. Oh, Uganda. Uganda. Let me tell you something right now. If there were a bunch of Ugandan refugees who were pro their policies of anti lgbtq plus all that make flooding the southern border it would get buttoned up real quick the Absolutely. so it's actually part of the reason why and i'll be honest with you this is actually a problem i have with a lot of the the catholic church in general is they they've gotten way too friendly with the homosexuality the the lgbtq whole idea because the reality is i shouldn't be okay with it hey if you don't do it here but dude they are doing it here they are doing it in the street they are doing it convincing your kids that it's okay so it's like we're so far past that 1990s your own bedroom you know, mentality. Yeah. We're so far past that. We, we, we don't even need to talk about that. It's I'm uh, so 
I am for anything that extremely moves the Overton window toward morality. That's mm. what I'm for. And at the end of the day, I'll be happy to live in a society where the, the middle is how it was maybe in the 90s, right? But we are so far past that now that There's you no have people. Back. I mean, when you have the Pope being pro LGBTQ, it's like, what do we, what do you even have at that point? So well, he's, he's a socialist. You know that, right? Say it again. He's a socialist. You know that, right? He's a socialist, but, but you know what? One of the flaws of the right, and this is, I mean, this has been something that I've been convicted about. Part of it is Stevens talked about it. Um, Stone choirs talked about it. This staunch capitalism idea feeds the socialism idea. If you are such a staunch capitalist that you allow people who are just completely cold-hearted and apathetic toward the poor and the needy, then it feeds that socialist narrative. So if you don't want yeah, a socialist country, you better find a way to fix your capitalism because it doesn't work either at this point where, I mean, w we grow the most millionaires in the world, yet we still have people starving on the street and a lot of those people are veterans and it's like so if if you're if you're a right winger you need to stop being so blindly rah-rah capitalism too because your push for capitalism feeds into that narrative of the socialist that says well the government needs to take over and and divide these assets and make it equitable i mean i'm not for that either necessarily but you know that 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 capitalist greed push which i've been on that team <laughs> is doesn't have good outcomes either i i, I yeah and you're, you're right i mean we're, we're convoluting a couple of things but you're absolutely right it's the greed factor that's the problem right socialism doesn't work and and nope. we know that historically we know that historically but if you want proof again ask the cubans that migrated here if socialism works or not right my mom uh was there when it first entered cuba and then converted into communism and then all the things the tragedies that befell there she'll tell you herself how you know the cuban government came in my grandfather was imprisoned for speaking up against communism three years in jail they came in with machine guns to my mom's house to my mom my grandfather's house they destroyed everything machine guns pointed at my mom my uncle my aunt's heads told them to get out or die Right. All of these things that we know that, that come along with it. Look at Venezuela. My wife is from Venezuela. Same thing. People who actually lived through it, not just read it in the history books or went on Google and did searches or whatever. People that have actually experienced it will tell you how bad. Yeah, it sounds great on paper. It looks great. But practically, you can't make it work because the factor of greed of greed is there as well in socialism. You've got greed from what? The government. Once you get yeah. the government, the ability to take something doesn't belong to, they're going to keep on taking. Hell, how much are we paying in taxes right now? Because foreign aid is going to countries that don't deserve it. Well, but but at the same time, this is this is the thing, even with Trump, like if, I'll be critical of Trump here. Trump has been saying these things about, well, if we're sending money overseas, we need to send it as a loan. But the reality is we've been saying this about i'll give you israel back as an example we give money to israel okay but it is not as a loan it's as a gift yep. and the reason why we do it is because 99 percent of it comes back to american military manufacturers 
it comes back to Lockheed Martin and Boeing and all this. And so the politicians come out and go, they don't say that. What they say is, well, almost all of the money comes back to American manufacturing. And so it's not a loan. And so my whole point is that even in our supposed capitalist system, we send money and then we justify it by saying, well, it's just it's coming back. It's not actually even a loan. It's coming right on back. But it's only coming back to a select group. And it's a group that gives money directly to the politicians that vote for the money to go. And so, anyway, it, yeah, it all plays into either it's either greed or power at the end of the day. And it exists under both systems. It exists under all systems. That's just corruption. Yeah, that's that, which that's is which is corruption. why I've said numerous times I actually care less about the system than I care about the morality of whoever's in charge of it. Because if you have a godly governance, it actually wouldn't matter if you told me that the people who were in power were godly and seeking after God. You had a King David in charge, right? Then I don't care if it's socialist. I wouldn't be fighting against socialism. I, you know what I mean? So yeah, right, no, we, we kind of get hung up in that whole thing where it's like, oh, this system or that system. At the end of the day, it's, it is who those people are. Agreed. But those people have to be living by principles that I actually align with. And the principles are more than economic. They're biblical. They're godly. And, they're and righteous. The hardest, you know? And the hardest part is to, to know who's who's what. Look at, look at Francis Maduro. Right. My wife and I were watching a, a documentary the other day. Maduro is a self-proclaimed Christian. He, he's well, Catholic, right? And he, he's, he's a practice. He's talking about God and how God is blessed and so on and so forth. And yet, what, what is he doing to his people? He's starving his people. He turned the military on a bunch of protesters, college protesters, a couple of years back, you know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's it's the deceptive aspect of, of what we do. You, I mean, you pointed out to it how, you know, we get behind a certain banner and rah, 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 capitalism, right? It's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, we need discernment in those things. But I also think that our system is built to uphold corruption if you look at it. For example, for example, the president has term limits. Two, why doesn't Congress have two term limits? They have unlimited. You got people that have been there before I was born. I'm 45. They yeah. game the system. I, I can't help. I've I've become way too radical with this stuff. I would rather you have either one term or lifetime term. I either That's where I'm at with it. I think yeah. I want no. I want no term limits. I think that like you either leave because. You get executed or you leave because you do something. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Because that's no. how a king that's how a king works. That's how a king works. Like, yeah. That's a, how yeah, the royalty king works. leaves because he did a great job at the end of his life, at the end of his natural life, or he leaves because he did a bad job at in because he gets taken out. And then his and, son takes over in fear. <laughs> yeah. And it, so I'm that's where I'm at. Well, you know, one quick thing about the system. Uh, and and might be wrong. I do need to have you on the show to suss out this, you know, principles versus people thing that we talk yeah. about so much. But but yeah. you know, the thing is to me, it's just a the system. Here's where the system deeply matters: is if there is sin built into the policy of the fundamentals of the system, then it can't be that. Then it can't be the system. And capitalism has it. it has sin built into it in the form of usury and the capitalism cannot exist without usury. So that's a big problem for, for uh, 
capitalism. I mean, a couple minutes ago, so you guys mentioned that the Pope is a socialist and he's not even the good kind. <laughs> you know, there, there, is, there is a good kind of socialism, in my opinion, and it was tried once during World War II. No one likes to hear that, but uh, like there, there is capitalism has a big problem with the sin that is literally built into it. You, you can't do it without usury. That's a big problem that as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, that and the selling point, this is where, once again, this is your mainstream libertarian talking point that they try to sell you on is that, well, the reason why capitalism is inherently good is because even people who are greedy and sinful, their greed actually feeds the prosperity of others. And I do I get that that actually is why it can work, because even the evil man who desperately wants to make money he still has to provide a service or a, something that people want, right? Mm. But the problem with that is that's also why we have such a huge pornography problem in the United States because mm. we because people want it, and so people who produce it, the most of them from Israel, <laughs> own the companies. Just so, just if you look into it at all, uh. It feeds into this negative thing, whereas if you just didn't allow that thing, if it was, that's why I'm not a free market capitalist. And that's where most libertarians are like free market capitalism, free market. And it's like, no, dude, there's got to be controls for morality or this stuff does go off the rails because greed isn't good. So as, as believers, we can't be for this complete free market because we have to believe in morality. We have to believe yeah. there's got to be a barrier, a guardrail, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I anyway. mean, it's a part it, uh, of the usury problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they work hand in hand, though. I mean, it is really just vice. And, you know, I th th the issue with the pornography thing is, is I actually don't believe if you if you're if i were to take one and this is not just about porn it's about almost anything else if you have you have the the supply and the demand i think that way easier to solve is the supply of anything because demand you know demand will always be there because we're sinners but you can clearly we should be going after the supply primarily of any of any thing that we want to ban from society so i mean i'm not saying obviously that this is not your talking point but i see a lot of um you know one of the big groups i go after on my show is right-wing feminists these women that like have to for some reason have to come to the defense of you know anytime men are trying to do stuff they're like oh they'll say like well the, the women aren't to blame and the if you just get rid of the 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 demands like no i'm trying to get rid of the supply we all struggle with with our demand of sin or our own life you just got to lock these people up so um yeah or i don't know i'm fed posting too much you guys know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah no i mean that's true that's actually and here's the thing I didn't actually read the Dusty Devers bill that he proposed. I didn't actually read the bill. Right. So the video that I did on it, I read what Rolling Stone said was in the bill. And so it's possible that they misconstrued it. But what they said was that he was going after people that consumed pornography actually harder than he was going after those who created it and produced it and um distributed it and i have a problem with that like that was my big 
issue with that bill that he proposed if if that's true that because i absolutely believe that whoever is manufacturing producing distributing items that are immoral things that are immoral that's who you should go after more than the consumer mm. the consumer truly is even though i'm not a fan of like oh i'm a victim or whatever but they are a victim of the that temptation being available and if you can help them by having it not available, that would be good for them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, good point. yeah, really good point. Uh, we can move on to disease X if you guys want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna, I gotta stop because I got, I got a family stuff to do. So, yeah, yeah. good talking okay. to you, man. Good talking to you, Likewise, man. Guys, yeah, good thank you, Carlos. I've, I've watched you a few times with Osiris, and I, I enjoy it. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Well, I, I appreciate you guys. Hopefully, we can do it again and, and get together again. Cool. Yeah, good. Hopefully, man. Peace. All right, guys. Take care. God bless. Good night. God bless. Mm -hmm. God bless, man. Yep. Bro, we're probably Whew, now we can guy. just talk about Israel more. I'm <laughs> playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. No. No. Um, no, Carlos is a good guy, man. He's yeah. He's uh, he's clearly a, a brother in Christ, man. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, I love that. I uh. We're probably not your ex guys. I don't know, dude. Do you have thoughts on X? Because I just think, I think it's just a whole bunch of bull crap. I don't care. That's... It's just another creation. I mean, it all started at a gay meth orgy in in uh, in the in the Spain somewhere, and then mm -hmm. all the gays got monkeypox. Oh, we're talking about a different one. Uh, <laughs> different one. Yeah, which one is it now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think this is another one that's just noise. I I really think that we have this obsession, you know, like if we just talk about history a little bit, recent 10-year history, conspiracy theories have become cool. It's the fad that's in right now on on yeah. the on the right or the the center right um leaning towards far right. And everyone's just always just thirsty for the next big thing. And it it rarely ever is that. And I think honestly, this is a an timeline extension of people that have been into the end times for decades and decades. And it's just a bunch of people that are there. Oh, they're gonna do it again. It's Bill Gates and the Masons and the uh, blah blah blah. And it's you know nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen with this. It's kind of retarded. Um, and just it's this next big thing. And and you know the 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 cultural issue. I think the Trump sneakers are a bigger deal than this. I think yeah. a bunch of Jews running out of tunnels in NYC are a, a much bigger deal than this. Yeah, yeah. nothing's gonna yeah. happen from this. Um, it, it's funny to talk about, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that another they probably have to wait a little bit longer because there's two angles. There's there's yeah, is it a real sure. disease? Is it a real disease? And if it isn't, it doesn't matter because they're going to do something with it just like COVID. I think neither of those things are going to happen because I, people still remember COVID. People are, the pump is primed. Um, so I think they need to wait at least three or four more years before they do the next disease for it to really catch. You'd be surprised. So many people um, do not even remember a lot of the things during COVID. Like I'm actually... It, Things have gotten so to the point where, like, um, it's so in tune with them. People still wear masks all the time. Literally, every single wear. You, yeah, but those you people go, aren't going to be fixed. I'm the, talking about go, us, man. I'm talking about people on the right, like people on the the 
yeah, there's the, there's always going to be the center left. Even the center left, if you tried to pull this up right now, they wouldn't post about it on social media or anything. They wouldn't say mm. anything to their friends, mm. but inside their own homes, they would say no. And yeah. they and they know that. Like cuz that's what ha- you know, this happens all the time that the I don't even like saying the government, whoever the powers that be are, they like to hey. float out the thing. They with parentheses, they float out the thing and see how much it's pushed back against. And I don't even think they need to push it out there this time. They know the normies are onto them. The normies are saying, no. like, listen, there's deranged folks that are still wearing masks. And I get that. But so real quick, here's one of my other issues that I have is too many people on the right are so anti-mask that you'll see somebody who's on chemo and be like, oh, look at this cuck or whatever. <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> like, uh, dude, they're on chemo. They hilarious. have no, they have no ability to fight That's anything. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, and I've been that way because, you know, way before 2020, my mom had cancer and she was going through chemo. And so she was wearing a mask. And there were certain times I would have to wear a mask because you're trying to reduce all that stuff. And like, she's not using any kind of uh, fountain drinks. She won't drink anything that's not out of a can that's been completely washed and is sterile and all this stuff. And so I was around that first. And then 2020 happened. And I was like, all right, you people are all idiots. These people are all idiots. But then also, if somebody like because I do service work like for a living, if somebody asks me, hey, can you please wear a mask? I'm in chemo. I'm like, absolutely. I got a mask in the truck and I'll put it on for you. I'm not trying mm. to kill you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. but we have this reaction. We see a mask like, oh, look at this. Cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that I can understand. But I'm ta- but like just right just out in the public where everyone is where everyone is. Yeah. Or you're jogging that's, that's, with a mask. Like. <laughs> I see it all the time. Whenever I go to the grocery store, there's like I see at least like um five or so people every like um every hour wearing a mask still. Yeah, really. No. Yeah, I'm not joking. And You're I live not in a red fix state. Those people though, it's not going to matter. Yeah, they, that's they, just not even who who I'm talking to or about these days. It's not the type of people I'm. I'm not trying yeah. to reach them. They're not. I, they're just they're so never going to be an ally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what I mean yeah. when I say us or people is people on the right that there there's enough of us that we're just you know I, I don't think they can go after our groceries again and if they do i'm just gonna walk in without a mask on and people are are you know yeah yeah people are the people that you're talking about it's just you know you can almost just disregard them from society other than with voting you know because they're just gonna do what they do and yeah. uh it's just if, if they're, I, I just think that if you're watching the news, even if you're not wearing a mask, if you're watching TV in this day and age, it's just, it's ironically, there's like no help, hope for you, man. Yeah. I just watch podcasts. I, I never watch TV anymore. So, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you right now because, like, I will, I have to admit that Fox News is on in my home sometimes. I never turn it on, it is on sometimes. And I'm telling you, probably i'm missing some of my best podcasting moments by not catching me popping off at the tv (laughs) because it's just it's terrible 
it's just awful. And people yeah. are like, oh, don't, oh, you must watch CNN. You watch MSNBC. And I'm like, dude, it's all of them. It's all of them. If you're watching this stuff, you're just so conditioned. And it's gone beyond that because once again, as we've talked about before, the left knows how to propagandize. So it's actually in everything. So you just watch the regular show. And yeah. so when I talk about right-wing propaganda, I mean, hey, how about we push actual good shows that are worth watching where the dad isn't an, a retard and he runs his home and his daughters don't dress like whores and his sons you know I mean? are Just, actually men. His sons are men and they respect him, but they also are conflicted because they want to be men. So you show that conflict of, of, of as you grow like, you know, actual <laughs> life stuff. Instead, all the art you look at is completely pushed one way and it's got to be DEI, whatever. That's anyway. that's why I, that's why I'm a big fan of Full House from back in the 80s. I love that show. It, it pushed like um, older traditional values. Although it wasn't Christian, at least it had some sort of values. I mean, we were right on. We, we were. You're talking about like right in the tweener stage of our society, my opinion, because like that was that really was, the turning point. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, we were pushing yeah. the envelope so much in that time period. Yeah, the married with children show, like, which was a little bit earlier, like late '80s, early '90s. But throughout the '90s, the big push was actually. Uh, mildly toward degeneracy. And that's when the that's the worked. Jews took over in the nineties, man. It, that's it when worked. they really took over in the nineties, dude. It, it that's when the gay stuff start start being pushed, well, feminism, abor abortion. Even though abortion was you know codified a while ago, but the Jews really did it from like from like eighty five to nine eleven, man. Interesting. Well, for well, sure, in the 90s, that whole safe, legal, and rare mantra got pushed so hard that the average person would say that they were pro-choice because, well, yeah, because it's safe, legal, and rare. And then as once as what we talked about tribalism before, once you identified as pro-choice, you stayed pro-choice, and it didn't matter how extreme you got because pro-choice was the reasonable position. And that's how the 90s operated. Like, all of it was that way. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, sex ed in school wasn't really a thing um, before. I don't know a certain year, but it was it it, it that happened fast, man. I mean, right. it was yeah, remove, that happened quick. We remove archery, remove firearms training, and we add sex ed. Are <laughs> you guys aware of this clip that Malcolm X said? He was talking about. He actually what did mention Jews. He, he did mention this. Are you guys aware of this clip? Yeah, uh, you haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but yeah. I probably, yeah. probably have, yeah. This. There's Jews right here in Harlem who run these whiskey stores that get you drunk. There's Jews that run these old rundown stores that sell you bad food. There's Jews who control the economy of Harlem and use it for themselves and for the benefit of Israel. And got dumb enough to walk around here joining some NAACP or core and think we're going to be blind to what they're doing. Uh, oh, someone better pull their coat. <laughs> someone better pull their coat. Before you stop pulling from heads. That's not anti-Semitic. That's just plain intelligence. You know, I was on a program here in New York on Channel 13, in which I made a statement 
concerning how the Jews control about 80% of the economy in most Negro communities across the country, and the Jews uh, organized themselves and wouldn't let their scene come back on the on Channel 13. Was the two interviews? One was done by Baldwin and one was done by me. The one I did two. One was short and one was a 30-minute duration. And at the end of it, you remember Morgan Bar jumped up and said that he don't he's not responsible for anything I said. Well, I can understand why he said that because during that same week, the same old so-called liberal Jews who claim they believe in free speech and all that old kind of stuff, they got together and uh, uh, prevented the showing of that interview again, simply because I had made the statement on that that the Jews are the ones who are rounding us and exploiting us up here in Harlem and across the country. Jews believe in censorship more than anybody else. All you got to do is start talking about Jews, and you'll find all the papers will close up. Yeah. Facts. I say the same thing when I recommend Steven's stream. I'm not responsible for anything he might yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely facts that he's talking right there. But to me, it, that that says way more about race relations than it does about Jews. I mean, obviously, a lot of that stuff yeah. is true. But it's like the only group that can't say that stuff, that can't advocate for their own interests is white people, man. Yeah, and so so if you look at that, that's one thing that's a, a big red pill about blacks is most black people don't identify really as American. They identify as black. They're looking out for black interests. They're not looking out for American interests or, or the, the, their people is not Americans. Their people is blacks. Um, and don't it's you been think that most way. People are that way though. Don't you think no, most people? Not, no, it's everyone other than whites. Hmm. The only people that are like that are white people. Are white people? You okay? If you're isolating white people, I see what you're saying. But I thought you're saying I think you're isolating black people because I was say I think most. No, no. People. I mean, black people are like the most loud and fervent about or close to. Yeah, you know, Jews are Jews are In more general loud and about fervent. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I went to go see a movie the other day. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was very loud <laughs> um, and fervent. Uh, but but uh, no, it's uh, what I mean is is that the only people that don't like you know whites got just tricked and brainwashed and propagandized into not identifying with their racial group at all it's just america and like it's like america and freedom rather than being white and every other group you know it stands up for themselves and if you look at what he's saying he doesn't have a problem with jews doing that he has a problem with jews doing that to black people and whites just don't do that they don't advocate for for their own interests we are not an interest group we're not our, we're not a group they're just there's people that happen to be white but they stand up for things like americanism and freedom while every other group treats themselves as a unique interest group that's my point i will say um that i think and and i don't even know if this is necessarily racial but it probably is that the benevolence of the white man has been used against him especially in, in America, like the the idea that you don't like because historically, when you would go to war, you would completely demolish your enemy like you would you would. And you even see it prescribed in scripture where they would go and then, hey, the livestock, everything gone, salted earth. It's over. Right. And then re, we don't do that, you know, like. And I mean that on a, like a small scale. If we were to defeat somebody in something, it's almost always benevolent. It's like we even have 
we put penalties in football for for flaunting, you know, taunting the, the person that you just showed up. And the people who get the flags for the taunting are, are usually uh, of a certain persuasion. And it's like, we think it's wrong to do that. We think it's wrong to have a victory and absolutely stomp on your enemy. And I, I think that's a correct position. I think morally it's not entirely good to completely demolish your opponent. Um, but at the same time, it's definitely been taken advantage of. That mm. instinct has been taken advantage of. Mm. Mm. That's good Interesting. Point. Good point. You man. guys both just. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing per se to do that. If it was, then God wouldn't have prescribed it. I don't think it's right. a good inherently thing bad. I would say yeah. no. It's not inherently yeah. bad. Yeah, because pride. You know, the only one in the biblical sense who's allowed to have pride is God. Um, and, and right. I mean that in the spiritual sense, not like being proud of whatever, but. Yeah, capital capital P pride. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I do think that I think the the I I didn't I chose not to say this while Carlos was on just because I was just letting the guy talk. But one of the the um the big things about race is that it's race is not the same thing as skin color. Skin color is one of the aspects of race. Race is not skin mm. deep. Like just because someone uses the word black for a race does they don't mean the color black color and and skin color is one of the many different uh aspects of race there's bone structure there's iq in general there's behavior patterns there's so many different things that about race that aren't just skin color if it if it were just skin color you wouldn't be able to tell that someone is an albino black person. When you look at an albino black person, you can tell they are black, that they are an African. And um, so it, 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 it isn't just, I just want I guess just wanted to throw that out there that it's like one of the biggest psyops is that people are like, Oh, it's just who, what do you care about someone's skin? I don't, I care about their race. It's it, they're, they're different, not different things, but it's, it, skin color is downstream from race and i i think that just to speak to the benevolence of the white person the white man has been like brainwashed into thinking that other people can behave like whites do and they they, they in, in in these big groups they don't and they can't and they won't and i think that's an important it's just an important point to, in in understanding race realism yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't disagree when it comes to big groups. And obviously everybody can say the not all, but not all, but not all. And that and you'd be right in saying that, but it's that's not the point. But yeah. my my thing and I've actually been trying to suss this out myself. Um, when you're trying to figure out like who your ally is. It's really difficult and you have to. There has to be some sort of hierarchy in figuring that out. And because like even within the Christian faith, right, like there are different denominations and there's different things and you have to figure out, you know, OK, like what's essential, what's not essential. And then even apart from that, you have to figure out, OK, what are we fighting for? Because I might have somebody that I disagree with on every single thing but they want to make abortion from conception illegal. 
well, that person's got to be my ally somehow, right? Mm. And you've got to figure, you got to navigate how that exactly works. Like they're completely an atheist. They're, you know, like I don't know how this person exists, but like they're an atheist. They're a hundred percent socialist. They're, you know, like they're just completely the opposite of me, but they get from a scientific perspective, they think abortion should be illegal from conception. Well, somehow I've got to figure out a way to navigate being okay with that person being allied with me, at least for that cause. And I've been Mm. trying to wrestle with that. Like, yeah. On what level are they my ally how do I refer to them in that way? Because it exists across the spectrum of issues that mm. you'll, and I mean, especially because like Steven's this way too, it's a case by case issue thing. Like I'm going to say I'm right wing, but it's a case by case thing. And I like, I might be opposed to almost everything else that Palestinian protester is for, but I'm for the thing they're currently marching about. <laughs> And it's yeah. like, so on that thing, I'm allied, even if we're allied for the wrong reason, there's yeah. value in, you know, using that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out and I don't know the answer to it yet. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I know that you're kind of, you're just doing a hypothetical there, but you know, the vast majority of, of those type of cases, I will figure out when I meet them and I won't because they don't exist. Like well, that, that person. One. Now, well, I mean, all, all I kinds of them. All I could name you like <laughs> like twenty five hypotheticals right now that the person just doesn't exist. Like, well, the like, the pro life ally exists though. The atheist hmm. pro life ally actually exists. Now that we might not be opposed on everything, but there is some. There are some. I effing love science people. Oh, dude, they're on Twitter. Where? They're on really? Twitter. They're on Twitter because, dude, you know this. I've been in this pro-life game yeah. for a long time, and so I've yeah. seen all shades of them. And the, the, it, it, it'll blow you away the number of people that'll be like, "Hey, dude, like I agree with you on this pro-life thing, but could you just please leave God out of it? It's stupid." And mm. I, you know, they're like, "I can defend my pro-life position, but I can't f- defend your God position." You know, so there is, they're out there, they're, wow. and they're they're left wing, and and a lot of times, you know what it is? It's a it's almost a new age position. Hmm. If you think about it, it's logical to protect life from inception, from conception, inception, from conception. <laughs> if you're, if you're kind of at new age where like everything is God and you know what I mean? So that they do exist. They do hmm. exist. And, and you have to figure that out. It's, it exists more often in, in biblical circles, in church circles where you go like, okay, like this church, and they're off the rails on this issue. But, dude, we both believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. And so if we got the gospel, then we're going to work with this these people, you know. Mm. Um, but I think politically, we got to be somehow aware of that, too. Like, figure out who, even if they're not voting for the people you want them to vote for, are they supporting the things you want them to support, you know? I don't mm. know. Yeah. yeah. Good. So. Yeah, I th- I think that's that was all I had for us to talk about then. So, yeah. We didn't talk about the truckers, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we can go into that next, then, guys. It won't take that long. Yeah, <laughs> fake and gay, man. Yeah, fake and so, gay. 
So yeah, so if if I thought it would work, I'd be all on board with it. I don't hate, unlike Stephen, because Stephen kind of ranted about how much he thinks it's completely stupid, and I get that. I don't hate any kind of boycott. I like boycotts, <laughs> um, but at the same time, eh, somebody's going to cave. They're not going to be completely effective. But I can't oppose something that provides a punishment for immorality. So. If there's some level of punishment going toward the immoral degenerates in New York City, I can't be completely opposed to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not opposed to boycotts. I have a you boycott list. There, there are companies that I won't shop. But there's something. Here's another thing I was thinking about today because I did go on a rant about this today. I do kind of draw the line between boycotting. a there, You can boycott a person. You can boycott a company, but boycotting a region or a, a geographical area, area, I mean, I hate to say, I hate to say it, but these are our countrymen and, and not, not, not even, I don't know what, no one knows the percentage of people that we are our enemies in New York city. It's definitely a lot, but I don't want to, I'm not saying this, not all thing, but is it even like most, I mean, I guess if you had a gun, these people's head, they would have a, a, a big part of their ideology would be just toxic to us would be terrible. But I felt the same way about the mar shipping migrants to, to blue States or blue cities or whatever. These things kind of don't really exist. I don't think that punishing the collective for the actions of some is even moral. You don't and believe in groups. I do believe in groups. I'm just what do you mean? You. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the groups. This and is that's it, what I would have typed in the chat, bro. Yeah, and, and I would have the, you. these truckers. You know, it. I don't. You got the. It just reminds me so much of the shipping immigrants to Martha's Vineyard or whatever. It's not going to do anything. It's clickbait, and the people doing it also suck. Like DeSantis did that. DeSantis sucks, dude. Um. The tr Dude, these truckers got behind it so much though, like it, but, it was okay. crazy. No, no, no. I know. I'm I know. Not, it's, it's, I'm it's, this, it's this right wing, this right wing cringe mob, dude. I like can't the, stand yeah. it. Right wing Wojak meme, dude. It, yeah. and it's like you're talking about people's food supply, man, and it's just yeah. a patriot truckers that probably are pro-choice themselves probably don't care about white people probably aren't even if they are christians they're nominal christians screw them man yeah well and what, what's kind of funny about that is so to defend your point is the people that i find the most obnoxious are the people who who actually are that ridiculous label that think donald trump is the savior and that's the people we're talking about like Donald Trump is the savior. It's not that they're anti all the ridiculous stuff that come against him, but they're actually Donald Trump is like the second coming because th those people do exist. Oh, hell yeah, exist, dude. Yeah, they absolutely. They exist. Yeah, I've brutal. met them. Yeah, I've met them. I was there. I was there, it, man. Yeah. It's rough, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right, though, that, that like there's actual humans behind this. Like, you know what I mean? When you I, I felt the same way, you know, to be honest with you, I felt the same way about the Bud Light boycott a little bit. 
And I was on board with it, but it was primarily because Bud Light tastes terrible. And so it's easy to boycott. Mm. You'll find that the easiest boycotts are of the products that aren't that good, right? Mm. So yeah. like even Target is easy to boycott because their products may be good, but they are overpriced. So it's pretty simple to boycott them because I mean everything's Walmart, overpriced. Walmart's today. cheaper, you know, Walmart's cheaper. So I can just go to Walmart, even though I'm sure they're also supporting a lot of the same things that Target's supporting, just yeah. not openly like they do. Yeah. But the point is. When you boycott a product, you barely hurt the dudes that affect change. Exactly. You're only hurting the Joe Blow that drives the truck and delivers the beer to the convenience store. You know, that's who you're really hurting is that guy. Yeah, so, but I mean, the difference is, is that you can you can literally get a different job. And, and I know you, liter you literally can move somewhere else, but it's much harder. Much harder. I mean, it, well, that's it, just it's my much same argument. Harder to, yeah. That was my same argument over the vaccine mandate stuff because everybody kept saying, and I've, I mean, I've had this fight over and over again where people want to say nobody was forced into taking the vaccine. And I'm like, dude, the, at a certain a point, you were forced into it. If you lived in New York City, you couldn't go to the grocery store. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go into a gas station. You couldn't go into a business without having this card they pushed mm. that so hard and mm. yeah we know we both know people who actually left new york city over it guess what those people had money and mm. so i'm always like okay what are the least of these capable of capable of what are the least of these the people who are stuck on the street yeah they can get a free vaccination that gives them a card that lets them go into the soup kitchen to get their meals or whatever um you know the actual the absolutely lowest level absolute i and you know that's the whole Good argument point. is coercion that is forced, that is whatever. forced yeah i mean yeah. in the technical sense that because you know uh, level yeah um the um yeah a couple weeks ago um in, in my live chat um epic content creator quest fanning said something that really made me uh made me uh think where he's like you know if the government steals the food that you've grown is that 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 is murder and i have to agree with that like yeah. if, if if you gr grow your own food and the government comes and takes it thereby starving you is that murder i was like yeah that is murder um yeah. so so that situation you just described um is that force it's got to be right it's it's I mean, got to be because i mean now you didn't do in your any favors to yourself for yourself by being poor in the lead up to that but sure. at the end yeah. of the day you were poor, like you couldn't do anything without a vaccine. Yeah, that's yeah. a decent point. I mean, I, I will say though, it's like I did, like as you know, I did live in DC during COVID, right. and you kind of could go into places. You kind of just had to be sure. a badass about it. You know, you kind of just had to. Now, I did wear a mask a couple times. Then after a certain point, I remember in my in my head, and I've told this story before that I th there was just you know like a line just pops into your head. And I and I remember just thinking, I am under no obligation to answer anyone who's talking to me. Yeah. And after, after yeah. that moment of clarity came out, and I was like, people would stop me. I would just walk right by them, and I would, you know, and I would just feel uncomfortable. So, in if they truly could not could not go in, if there was an armed person at the door, 
yes, that's force. But I think in the vast majority of cases, it's not force. But we're kind of no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. I Ray, have to describe me, an extreme situation yes, for it to me, be forced. But the, yes. the problem is, everybody was saying no one was forced. Yeah, give that's me a good, one yeah. example of force. And I'm like, well, I can give you one example. You know, this is interesting, Ray. Me and might be wrong. It's kind of like a classic communication pattern of ours where at the end of the day we literally agree on everything and it just comes down to semantics it's all semantics yeah it's all semantics. yeah because we approach things differently but we do at the end of the day it's just about like the meaning of one word in a sentence and that's it um yeah so, i've noticed what, and you yeah. know what so here's a and a, a quest will get two shout outs in this stream bro unfollow so, quest fanning unfollow quest oh. fanning on <laughs> But here's the thing. I'm sitting here thinking my first my knee jerk reaction to the trucker strike is awesome. My knee jerk first reaction out the gate is, well, that's awesome because those degenerates in New York City deserve to find out that the bodega doesn't actually grow the pigs, raise the pigs that makes their stupid Cuban sandwich. Right. Like, like. They can figure out that actually you need the farmers that live in the Midwest and work and are good people. And you need the truckers who are shipping it to you. You need all these other people. It's not just on a silver platter. And if you remove those things from the equation, which are mostly right wingers, you actually cease to be able to function. And then I went, but Quest Fanning lives <laughs> Mm. is there one righteous man I, is there one righteous <laughs> man <laughs> I don't want yeah. Quest to move yeah I know it's, to me, for himself, you know to me it's just it's just it 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 is cringe to say but these are our countrymen I that's why I am a nationalist I I don't want to not only do I think a civil war is not going to happen the mass decentralization is not going to happen I also don't want it to happen I want America. I want this. The, America is not 50 sovereign countries. America is one country. And I think both reality and my sensibilities, uh, they're, they're uh, in my opinion, aligned. Big surprise that the, the pie is not going to be carved up. New York's going to be part of America and right wing fa fascism or left wing fascism is going to own New York, Wyoming, Arkansas. Texas, Alaska, all 50 states, and it's a zero-sum game, and I think it should be treated as such. I, I don't like this cutting off supply lines to people because of because much Trump. I mean, even yeah. though I, I, I'm more into Trump than most of these truckers, kind of, because I just want Probably. Trump to cut, cut everyone's head off. I don't think that he is the savior. I just, I think, I just want him to, to like, sentence well, everyone to like hard labor in alaska for the rest of their lives you know well that, um, well what he should what he should have done was after the 2020 election what he should have done he should have just brought the military in and redid the whole thing that's literally great take great take yes yeah, that, yeah no if i know not, that not redone the whole thing he should have just brought in the military and just been like not redo the whole thing i'm uh, i'm suspend the constitution and just make it a military dictatorship till we figure this whole thing out this well, is they, a, well, this is well, the every, nerdy well, take. All, all fifty Go states ahead. did that um, during COVID. They all suspended the Constitution. So, yeah. Oh no! They, see, that's a that's a broken right wing point. Is my Constitution like get over the Constitution? Yeah. 
it's, it's been done every turn every politician at okay. some point has violated the the constitution I know, Almost but what, every law enforcement officer. Let, let, him, let him cook. Let him cook, man. It's like, it, yeah. So stop being so in love with our constitution. It's already been violated. And to go even stronger, and you both should agree with this, is the primary problem I have with the constitution is it didn't make inherently clear that we are a Christian nation. If the constitution had quoted scripture, then I would cry my constitution till death. But they didn't. They wanted to go ahead and be vague and give, oh, all this leeway in other directions. And now you can't say we were founded on a Christian. We're a Christian nation from our founding because where's the evidence of that? I don't. Doesn't see it. mention God once, man. So it's broken. It was broken Bro, from the very terrible document. Absolutely. And th but this is where where Stephen and I separate. Is I actually wish we could return to 50 state sovereignties and and everybody's any one of them is free to leave this military union that we have at any time and that's that is my libertarian leaning but i just feel like state sovereignty is easier to manage than national sovereignty because 330 million is too freaking many well texas is the only one that legally can because when they when they agreed to join the union, that was one of the stipulations. They can leave whenever they want to. Hmm. Well, I mean, they, okay, dude, the podcast will go another hour. We're not going to. Yeah, but yeah. the whole the yeah, whole I got about idea, fifteen minutes left. Yeah, yeah. the whole idea. That Let's you wrap up in the next five minutes. So yeah, yeah, the whole idea that you can't just leave blows my mind. I'll be honest with you, like that you can't just Why? leave. Why? Because. Okay, now well, I will. So if we take it to its end, I understand that what you should be an American, um, a state in the American Union, right? The reason why you should be a state in the American Union ultimately is for military strength, because they will. It's the military ally. It's the the defense mechanism that the government provides. So if you secede you're left vulnerable, but you should be able to join some other union if you want. I just don't know that anybody else would take you. But at the end of the day, you should be able to leave a relationship you don't want to be in. I don't know. I, it's. I, Are you guys aware of the movie coming out in a, about a month or two called Civil War? You yeah. guys aware of that? Yeah, we watched the trailer for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it almost seem like um it's a co huge coincidence that um it's in the middle of the presidential year and so and the studio releasing it is called A twenty four so part of the joke twenty four I guess I don't sorry I don't follow what, what the the, the name of the studio that is releasing the movie is is called A twenty four but what's the significance twenty four just the twenty four. The oh, like the oh, like the year twenty four. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they they pull all kinds of shenanigans in election years. Sure. Um, I just think that the whole civil war thing is one big LARP, man. I I think that anyone pushing for it, anyone thinking that's going to happen, anyone um prepping for it is that's just it's just delusional, man. I, I don't think it's any, I think it's just one big LARP, man. Talk about will. There's no will for that. People are not going to throw down. No, and where's, and also where's the political leadership going to come from? 
the 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 South in the American Civil War had a they had a political infrastructure. They had actual leaders. Who's gonna good lead? leaders? Yeah, like, who, legitimately strong leadership. Brilliant, brilliant, godly men that were ready to throw down and. Um, no, nah, I, th- I think that's just a cope. And, and, and to, to answer the question, to, to kind of speak to might be wrong's point. I think that, that you shouldn't be able to leave because it's not a consensual relationship. It's, it's never been one. And it's not about morals. It's like, I don't think you should be allowed to leave your family. And I, I view government as just an extension of the family. Um, right. But if your like, wife's trying to kill you, are you allowed to leave? <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> you know I mean? yes, There's but extremes here. there are extremes, but, we, you know, so my point is that do you think that a county should be able to say they do su- secede? Do you think a county or a region of a state should be allowed to leave the state? Yes. So it, it, it it's complicated, but I within a certain extent, I say yes. My point to that is actually to the Christian point. Like I we talked about this before. There's a lady in my county who's on the school board, and I will make this quick. And she is a Christian, and she has really caused a lot of problems, sort of problems, in our county. Uh, We made national news because her daughter was in a classroom where they showed a very um, a, a movie that had gay sympathies in the movie. It was a Disney movie. And she made a big uproar in the county and it made national news. They wanted to get this teacher fired that showed it all this stuff, right? All that to say at the end of the day, she told the press when they asked her, well, what if they were showing a biblical film? And she was like, I would have been opposed to that too. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying, no, no. At what point is our county, our county? At what point is our school district, our school district, and we can stand up and say, whatever y'all want to do over in the next county is fine. But as for Hernando County, we will serve the Lord. Like Mm. what? Because, you know, obviously we know in our own home, that's the way we do things. But that's the way I just view it. And I don't even know if it's going to work, but I feel like that's the only way to methodically change things is you just go. Well, that's unconstitutional. And you have to go, well, if the Constitution opposes Christ, then I oppose the Constitution. Yeah. yeah amen. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. To, so if to it's me, one it's, county, it's one county. It's like, to me, it's it, it, the what gives something sovereignty is it gives an entity sovereignty is is it's always two things. It's force and legitimacy. And there's the force there's the force that can be leveraged and then there's the belief from the populace that they have the the right to do that so there's in other words there's a subjective and an objective aspect and you need both in order to have sovereignty um if you don't have the force then you just have the belief and that's not good enough if you just have the force then you're just and you don't have the the belief then you're kind of just the mafia or whatever. You're just you're just a criminal organization. Actual you need tyrannical. Bo- yeah, yeah. You, you need both. And if you don't have both, then you're truly not sovereign. That's why I just don't even 
talk about this stuff in terms of rights or whatever. I mean, you know, if we go back to Israel, it's Israel's land because they they have the force and the legitimacy. It's not about right and wrong or morals. It's just about now if if a if a state has the force and the legitimacy, then they literally do have the right. But they Which, don't. By the way, so they don't. So they don't, in my opinion. It's actually irrelevant how Texas joined the union. That's actually the reason why Ooh. Texas could secede because they have it's nothing to do with laws. Money, they have power, guns. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the laws say at all. It's if the people, if there's the belief that they are they have a legitimate claim to the force that they can provide then they are in fact they do have that right regardless of what the law says but the thing um, is that's the thing i think texans get right is if you've ever been to texas or if you know somebody who's from texas they're a texan first yes they fly the texas flag highest you know what i'm saying like mm. they are texas first and so it takes that kind of mentality that like because because real really states are countries that's like and we were we're not we don't have time for this but we are yeah. a union of countries that are called states yeah and we were a union for the purposes of military force right and for trade you know, be able to have a commerce across and transportation across lines and all this stuff, the stuff the sovereign citizens actually get right with the right to travel and all that kind of nonsense comes from that whole mentality. And at the end of the day, that's why Texas could possibly do it is because they have that they identify with their state and they have the military force. And because they raise up their children in that identity, they actually have the will, you know, so they're the only state that could do it. Floridians are all transplants. We got no shot at it. You're a Floridian? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Florida. But I mean, I'm not from Florida because almost nobody's from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. no state identity there. Yeah, I know you're from um, um, Michigan, Stephen. I know that. Right. Correct. Yeah, me, I'm from yeah. Iowa. And I I'm, I'm still live here in Iowa. You don't look like you're from Iowa, right? <laughs> you Iowa stock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I don't right, think right. your ancestors ate a ton of corn there. Uh, Ray, this has been very fun. And I've been a, a really fun blast, man. Yeah. This is yeah. Cool. Like I said, we got to do it again. So, yeah. Next, we got uh, Derek's very busy, but I'm going to try to get him on with them um, with, uh, with all of us sometime. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm actually going, like I said before we went live, I'm going up to New York to hang out with him and go to a Trump rally next month. Cool. That sounds That'd awesome, be cool, man. man. Yeah. Get some content. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I'm trying to become a journalist myself. I like it. Hey man, it's, it's like being trans, man. All you got to do is identify as one and you become one. Say <laughs> You are one. Yeah. That's how I became one, man. It, it helps if you have a placard with, uh, it's uh, mm. laminated. You got to mm. be laminated, dude. That's right. No. All right. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to wrap this up because we've been going on for like almost two and a half hours. So, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I got some stuff to do and I'm sure you guys do as well. But yeah. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Like I said, uh, just for a quick, just for a quick briefing. I know you, it's, it's this typical stuff, but still, where can my audience find you guys at? Am I wrong? 
Yeah, so the biggest platform I'm on is Instagram. Um, it, follow me on Instagram. It's brutal. I, I get uh, tons of exposure and, and people don't follow me enough. I've been stuck around 9,000 for way too long. Really want to get to 10K. So follow me on Instagram. And uh, my Instagram's in my handle there uh, on the screen. You can follow me on Twitter at I Never Ever Wrong. And um, I'm trying to do some more podcasts. I just started doing um, streaming on Saturdays when I'm not on call. So trying to stream, trying to find a reason to stream, find, trying to care about things. You can find me on there at, uh, at Might Be Wrong. Um, yeah, that's it. Good. And you can uh, look at the screen. It says at JR Normus. That's me on Twitter. I usually just have my spicy takes and promotion of my show. Ignoramus on Rumble. I'm trying to grow the Rumble channel over there. Ignoramus. And I stream every weekday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I have a couple guests on uh, every week. And that podcast gets uploaded as Call Me Ignorant. So just a pretty easy guy to find. Um, if you Google my name, my court documents will show up, so please disregard any bad things that the FBI has to say about me. And thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, make sure to go follow follow these guys. Follow Carlos, too. All the links to all of their um, social media is in the description below. All right, guys, hit the like button, subscribe, and, and follow follow the Magabulls all on Twitter because we're all on Twitter. Like, there's a whole bunch of us. You got, you, you'll know who everyone is because of how much we associated with, with each other. So, yeah. All right, guys, this is Ray, Stephen, might be wrong, and previously Carlos. Catch you guys later. Peace.